I don't want to scare anyone, but I'm going to give it to you straight about Jason. His body was never recovered from the lake after he drowned. Now, if you listen to the old timers in town, they'll tell you he's still out there. Some folks claim they've even seen him right in this area. The girl who survived that night at Camp Blood, that Friday the 13th, she claimed she saw him. She disappeared two months later. Legend has it that Jason saw his mother beheaded that night, and he took his revenge. A revenge that he'll continue to seek if anyone ever enters this wilderness again. Jason's out there. Intellectual decay! Turn it off and watch your face! Bad luck? You don't know the half of what you're in for. Welcome to the Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast. This is your host, Stephanie. Oh Lord, I believe! Is he a faith healer or a fraud? You promised to cure me, and I'm dying! With the evil powers of a miracle glove, he holds the key to life and death. First the glove heals, and then the glove kills to pay for it. It's a chilling nightmare on an all-new episode of Friday the 13th, the series. Next week, you'll pray it doesn't happen to you. Joining me today are Jesse. Oh, he's his own, he's Christmas, holy Jesus, goddamn, holy Jesus, jumping Christmas shit. Melissa. And John. Satan! Come out here! Satan! Where are you? Satan! Satan! You're yellow, Satan! This the guy that's been leaving the wet stuff? Jesus! On this episode, we will uncover some gems in where the books are buried. Followed by our feature presentation, Friday the 13th, the final chapter from 1984 
which was a Patreon pick by Nikki the Fox. But first, we're going to stop in at the Sleazy Speakeasy. Hello, I'm Corey Feldman. Did you know that crack cocaine has become a national concern? This drug is an epidemic sweeping across the country. Crack cocaine is knocking on the doors in many communities, and I'm concerned about the effect it's having in our society. Please, lend a helping hand by joining me and others in the fight to get crack cocaine off the streets. Be a KHJ TV star. Don't use drugs. Don't use drugs. All right, guys, I'm going to start us off on the speakeasy today because I'm drinking some wine. Cupcake Vineyards Black Forest Decadent Red. I feel like I'm going to be drunk by the end of this episode for sure. How about you, Jess? What you got? Um, well, first, I want to say New Year. Who dis? Happy, uh, we didn't say it on the last episode. Oh, yeah. Happy yeah. New Year, guys. Happy uh, 2019. 2019. I'm starting it off strong here. I already got the hate mail coming in for Jess up. <laughs> yeah. trying, trying to tear me down, trying to debase me, as always. <laughs> the, the hate reviews. <laughs> um, but I just want to say to everybody out there who hates Jesse, I'm the easy one to hate on this show. If you want to be edgy and hate someone that's hard to hate hate Steph because no. okay? <laughs> basically I'm like I'm like Jaden I'm like Jaden Smith mixed with Kanye yeah. West oh, I'm yeah. like I'm very like, hateable I'm John Ye Smith <laughs> that's my name I think, I think there's some R. Kelly in there I'm not, I'm not oh, gonna no. lie well, I oh mean, no I mean if we're doing this comparison there's probably a little dash of R. Kelly in there somewhere for me? That's the worst. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they could hate John. I feel like everyone's always like, oh, and John just holds it Listen, together. I, He's so nice. I love his belly I love, laugh. I love the way John laughs. I mean, I can't deny what John says because my that's his perception of me. So if he thinks <laughs> yeah. I'm like R. Kelly, I mean, I guess it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's just going to steal on but that. I always, re- I, I always remember the, the, the Jay-Z lyric, the same sword they knight you with, they good knight you with. So oh, it's okay. like they raise me up just to oh. tear me down. They, they raise Whoa. me up Wait, to tear me down. That was some deep <laughs> shit. Is that a lyric? <laughs> yeah, it's Jay-Z. Okay. Yeah. All right. Jesse listens okay. to Jay Z. I mean, I didn't say that. This is, right. this is news. Listen, no, no, I don't listen to Jay Z, but Jay Z has sex with Beyonce. Oh, okay. And so he's the closest. Who's that? He's the closest to God anyone can get because <laughs> Jesus lives in Beyonce's pussy. No. So the tip of his okay. dickhead is the most religious thing on the face of this planet because it gets wow. the deepest into Beyonce. All right. Oh, you don't think so? <laughs> no. I mean, I, she's a goddess? Is that what you're saying? Is she? I mean, look at her. People think so. I mean, I would eat fucking ambrosia out of her asshole. <laughs> no. <laughs> I do love ambrosia. But yeah. <laughs> oh, I have an asshole. But though. no, I just picture like Beyonce's black asshole and then picture the whiteness of ambrosia. It would just pop. And, you'd, and you'd be like, how about it? Are we talking yeah. about like the jello ambrosia meal? Like, it's like marshmallowy. Yes. Yeah, that has it's like, like jello with marshmallow. It's, it's creamy. In it. It's not marshmallow. It's not jello. It's creamy. It's creme. It's creme. Yeah, what is it? It's like marshmallow. It's like sour it's got, cream. Like, what do you yes. actually think? Does sour cream have, and whipped cream. Does it have potatoes it's in sour it? cream. No. What is in it? It's fruit. fruit. It's like fruit cocktail yeah. and marshmallows yeah. I mean, and coconut. I'm not saying I, mean, I know how to make it. I'm just I saying I eat it. I can message Mom on Brown right now. We will know. <laughs> she makes it for every holiday Mom occasion. Mom Brown's going to be like, are you going to be eating it out of somebody's ass? <laughs> no, no. Mom, no, Mom <laughs> Brown. It won't be me. No, It'll be someone else. My Mom Brown takes her undergarments off and she's like, that's ambrosia. I'm like, that's a yeast infection, Mom Brown. That is not ambrosia. Oh, Jesse. That is just right. not okay. What are you fucking drinking Tell us over what there? you're drinking. I'm, Goddamn psycho. I'm drinking a uh, hip check uh, lager. He's got R. Kelly vibes. <laughs> I'm a piss on you. Shut up. <laughs> For reals. Uh, hip check lager, an unbeatable beer. And legit, the only reason I got this is because it had a hockey mask on the cover. And we're covering uh, Jason movie. Oh, oh yeah. are we? Yeah, so the label is, is maybe buy it. It's not, I mean, it's not great. Uh, it's. It has like a very <laughs> it's not great. It's, I mean, well, it's not. It's got like a weird like the hops and the malts in it are weird. Like the 
combination. Yeah. It reminds me of like when I used to go into the beer, the cheap beer distributor when I was a kid, and it had that smell of all the old beer dried up on the sticky Ew. floor. The smell when I walked inside of it is what this tastes like. Ew, that's yeah, gross. Well, that's I mean, from this all. angle, it just looks like you ripped all labeling off. Like it's just yeah, a blank it, can. It's not placed good either. It's oh like shit, off. that's victory. Yeah, yeah. It's victory. Um, it's only 5% too, and it's a pint can, so, but I'm almost done it. Jonald? I'm drinking the chicken soup of beers in Jonald's world. Who garden? In your that, who garden glass. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> you and your who. Just keep it, keep it short and fresh. How about you, oh my Malala? Ah, I am drinking the Domaine Le Croix de Rocher Collection Privé Francaise 2014. And how many farts are actually contained yeah, within the stem I mean, of the bottle? Yeah, I mean, a lot. A lot, lot right. of them. I mean, it's good. It's a good <laughs> wine. Um, I prefer... I don't prefer, but I do like Steph's cupcake wine a lot. Um, but that one gives me migraines. And yeah. also, like, black teeth. So I can't yeah. drink it. <laughs> we don't judge you for having black no. teeth. Like, when we met you, you had black teeth from the red wine. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that's, I how, mean. that's our best version of Melissa. That's how we picture you to always be in our minds. <laughs> mm-hmm. Every time I was like thinking you, Melissa, your you're smiling and you're like, and you have like hobo teeth. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, look like the, I look like fucking Tim Curry in It. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't you like want it? old lady. Don't you want it? And in that, it's a new year. So, you know, it's a new Jesse. I've been going to the gym. I went to the gym three times out of the last 19 days. So I'm already feeling, I'm already feeling <laughs> oh like my God. Swole, deep swole. Like a deep, I got a deep swole going on now. Uh-huh. I mean. Abs, so sore. Get so, up, so, get so, 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 so sore. But also, I, uh, Yesterday, I actually, I went and I had my first Botox in- injection in my fucking face and head and neck. How many injections? 32 needles in my face. Jesus. What do you mean 32 needles? Like, they just went do-do-do-do, like, all over. How yeah. many units? Uh, I don't know how many units it was. Whatever, like, is in the tube, the little, like, vial, vial? that they give you. Yeah. They, they give didn't you a use local? the whole vial, right? No, you don't need a local for that. No, nah, they just, they just it, it is a there. very tiny little baby needle. So does it feel like a t- getting a tattoo or what? It doesn't feel... It's not painful, but it's not great. I'll say that. They have to go deeper, too, right? They go deep. Like, I felt like they yeah. were going, like, at least, like, I don't... Uh, not an inch, absolutely not an inch, but maybe, like you know half an inch into my face but they Ugh. go like on an angle so it's not really deep but yeah. it's just like under there and they put like a whole like quarter size amount in each spot Ugh. is what is how she described it to me and then on your what was on your shoulders too my shoulders mm. my face um she's like and i'm gonna get your crow's feet and i'm gonna get we have a little extra so i'm gonna get this line in the middle of your forehead oh so my god it, so, so, it, so it doesn't look like weird that you're smooth everywhere except for this little line so i'm gonna put yeah. some there for you too and I don't know. I walked out of there still a wrinkly as fuck, uh, yeah. thir- thirty-six it? year old. Yesterday, but I look yeah, like. Yeah, no, it takes a week for that stuff to become that's active, what she said. Yeah, and that's then what you'll said. see it because I've had it, so it's great. Yeah, she's. <laughs> I didn't look any different. I look like Punky Brewster though, because I had yeah. fucking blood freckles all over yeah. my fucking face. So I, had I to- can't wait to. See- for you to turn into Sandra Bullock. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I'm waiting. I can't I'm wait waiting. either. Oh my god! I'm just gonna have no expression. I'm gonna look like a fucking fuck doll. I'm gonna come in oh here with god. my ma- with my mouth agape like John Malkovich. I just I'm very hopeful that it helps your migraines. Uh, that's I mean, I it's gonna it. take away your wrinkles, Listen, but I'm hopeful that this it's face. Yeah. I don't care what happens to it. They <laughs> I mean, just I wasn't getting it for beauty purposes, yeah. but obviously it has that benefit. Mm-hmm. I was getting it because I'm like you know I've tried everything. Um, for my migraines, medication wise, yeah. and so like this is kind of like one of those things where I was like, I'll give it a try. You know, they say, you know, you give it a try and then you get you get it done again in three months if you feel like it's working mm-hmm. for you. So I'm probably going to do it two times and see kind of where I feel like the reduction in migraines has been. She said half the people who get them 
see like a massive decrease in their migraines. Yeah. And half the other people don't see any. But have you tried the revolutionary new method of injecting your own semen into your forehead? Yes. No, but Steph has all the deets on that, <laughs> don't you, yeah. Steph? I mean, I have some deets on that. Some um, deets. So I guess uh, recently a 33-year-old unidentified patient... I'm, uh, I'm 36, okay? okay so yeah, it was not him. me. Decided that he was go- going to inject his own semen intravenously, it says. Oh, yes. my God. He, he did it I am as well. He's yes. done it in multiple places. Into his own forearm because his back hurt. Okay. Okay. What does he think? Does he, yeah. does he think there's stem cells in his nut? <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was I thinking. Know. Yeah. So according to the case report, he uh, the man presented with severe lower back pain and said that he had lifted a heavy a heavy object. Damn, dude. Listen, if your back hurts, yeah. First, use some Tiger Bomb before <laughs> you start before you start going yeah. on that route. He'd been doing <laughs> it for like a year. He had been injecting himself for oh over my, a why, year. Well, here's the thing. Like, there's to me, there's like steps. Like, why wouldn't you first like use it as an ointment? Use your cum as an ointment to see <laughs> maybe, if that helps. Right. Maybe he was addicted to man masturbating and every time he hurt himself he's like oh gotta masturbate again because listen <laughs> i, I, I love i love the smell of my own cum i love it but i Do would you? never inject myself with it i mean don't inject yourself with anything oh yeah dude i want to make but like don't. i want to make my own aqua de Gio, but it's like my cum <laughs> oh in like a little God. container and you just put a little dab on your neck step what was the name of the case study though oh i don't know i don't have that here what is it S- seemingly harmless back pain <laughs> 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 the master of puns was in that day. Um, <laughs> He's like, finally, I get to use this. So I guess like during an examination, the doctors noticed that his right arm was red and there was a lump. And then he disclosed that he had been, in, you know, injecting his own semen um, as an innovative method to treat back pain. Oh, okay. For 18 like, and, months. And where did you get this story from? You know what, that, that's like saying I have an innovative method for eating. I put the food in my ears. <laughs> like, it does, you put the food it, up your butthole. Did, did and it, then, yeah. I mean, South Park did, did it, it first. Did he like stumble upon a gypsy old gypsy woman who was like, oh. now you see, dear, what you got to do is you got to inject your own seminal fluids, <laughs> not in the location of the pain, but in your forearm because reasons. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This is what she said. She's like, come here, child. I'm going to tell you, when Jesus made your cum, he put it in the wrong spot. He put it in your balls when it's supposed to be where the pain is in your back. <laughs> so you have to do the extra step because Jesus forgot. <laughs> he was tired that day. Yeah, so I guess he said that he devised this, you know, quote unquote, yeah. cure independent of any medical uh, advice, of course. Mm-hmm. And he um, purchased the needles on the interwebs so are you because you can do that. Are you telling me it's quack science? It's quack. Are you yeah. telling me this guy has a bird penis? Yeah. And yeah. monthly, a monthly dose of semen for, like Melissa said, yeah. eight, 18 consecutive of months. That's a fucking long time to be What's really hilarious is his family probably thought he had a heroin addiction. They're like, oh my god, Joe's keeps yeah. buying <laughs> all these fucking hypodermic needles. Yeah. We have to have an intervention. Oh no, I'm just uh, injecting like, my own semen into my body for know, pain relief. And well, see, this is the thing too. Like, I wonder what gauge needle he was using because semen is a little bit viscous. And so, you know, you might that would need be a hard to push. Right? That's yeah. what I'm thinking. No, no. I don't <laughs> Do you have to so. push it real quick before it turned into cake batter? He's like, <laughs> oh my God, I, I got to get while it's still fresh and warm in the hypodermic. I mean, probably you, you, can, you can get that through a 25 gauge easily. 25? Yeah, yeah. yeah. 25. I think no. 25. Yeah, dude, because, because we use gadolinium and that's, yeah. that's a thick agent as well. Gadolinium. That, that doesn't sound real. Do you have to push it hard? <laughs> Uh, push it real good. Push uh, it real good. No, it didn't. Not really. I sing that song every time I'm injecting someone, and they are very weird out. And I'm, I'm like, I always tell them, I look them dead in the eye, and say, "This isn't my cum. Just yeah. so you know, this is not my semen. I'm putting in your arm yeah, right now." Yeah, this is so I don't push it in too fast what is the, and kill um, you. What is the, so like you know, being an MRI, we have to do a lot of like uh, osteomyelitis and fucking you know cellulitis cases for people that are fucking intravenous drug users. And mm. the thing about that is, a lot of Ooh. times when you when you're doing someone, uh, you know, like 
from behind. Typically, they they come in for like you know it can be it really can be anything, but it's always extremities, you know, because you know uh, extended use heroin users are are using any method to get oh, it into their feet, ankles, hands. Yeah. 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 So, but like you know, for the most part, you see it's their it's their elbow region, and you, and when you go in there and you take an MRI. Holy shit, you see the fucking broken off needles that are oh, literally yeah. in their arms. I'll just tell you, like, oh. looks like a fucking minefield. Oh my god, you know what makes god me damn no. It makes me think of, um, oh my god, what's the movie with Jarrett Leto where he's the heroin user at the end? Requiem for a Dream. Yes, and his fucking, remember his arm is black and then they have I mean, to oh, amputate yeah. it? That's what you gotta do. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, it's but so But what black. else happens to that movie, Steph? Ass to ass. There you does. go. <laughs> Why don't you, uh, <laughs> well, uh before it got that's your favorite. I mean, listen, it, it is the hottest heroin like sex scene you've ever I seen. Know, in your life. You yeah. should never say that, but yes. Yeah, Why would you let your hot. arm get that bad? Why would you not start injecting in another spot before you got to that point? Well, because like when you're high, you don't feel anything, so it's just like you know, you're, you're just constantly high. Like the, I mean, also these are not medical people, so they're just no. like going for like I think this is yeah. a large vein. I mean, here, there was like then, air stuck between this guy, the semen yeah. guy's like yeah, so, arm right, so and shit. I guess he had also missed his vein, and he was injecting. It. Into so it's subcutaneous tissue. So, um, so he was getting nut muscles. So yeah. what's it called? Extra extravation? Uh, what, what do you uh, call it? When it goes outside the vein and yeah, shit. Infiltrate, infiltrate. Right. So, Infiltration. And then he had sub-Q emphysema, which I don't know if you've ever ha- experienced that. Like, well, I mean, you probably haven't. But I, when I was a vet tech, we had some animals that had sub-Q emphysema, and you would pick them up, and it would their skin would it would crackle like Rice Krispies because air was trapped under their skin. Yeah. So it was like crackle, crackle, crackle. That's like a fun, that was a thing. That's actually yeah. like we should actually breed dogs that do that all the time. <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. That's fun. <laughs> call, we'll, we'll call them bubble wrap. Rice crispy puppies. <laughs> yeah. So he actually had that because of he he was injecting air under there, I guess Damn. too, or you know whatever. Um, there's not much. Yeah. He, I think he actually like like signed himself out AMA like. Yeah, they, so, they treated listen, them, and they said they never found another case of anyone ever trying to inject themselves well, with semen. So this guy, for that. So when this he, guy was an innovator. When he did get into his vein, is your body capable of breaking that shit down in your bloodstream? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. They didn't say. I mean, he didn't die of septicemia or anything. But yeah, I, don't know. I mean, wow. he just gave some antibiotics. He was fine. I mean, he'd been doing it for eighteen months without issue. Yeah, but I wonder how much of how much did he actually get in the vein? Yeah, it's I don't not know. easy to inject. Well, how yourself, much was you know? he also injecting? I'm assuming he's not injecting his entire load. Into no. his fucking arm. Yeah, I, no, I want to know the receptacle he <laughs> is. <laughs> 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 Melissa brings up a good question: Like, was he using the egg white of the cum, or was he using the yolk? You know? <laughs> Did he spit it down? Did he spit it down? Was it just the swimmers? <laughs> I want to see this guy's semen lab. I want the elaborate setup. No, he's got. I want to be one of the goddamn sperm cells in his vein. Like, no, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> All right, guys, where's I the egg? Promise <laughs> things. Guys, go for the. Egg. There's so many eggs. That's a red blood cell, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I, mean, I, guess, I guess moral of the story is don't inject yourself with anything, and semen belongs. I mean, in a vagina or in a tissue. I don't know. I thought you were gonna say semen belongs <laughs> in a museum. What's the uh, What's the Dennis Quaid movie again, where he gets shrunk down and goes into the uh, inner space? Inner space. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. I, want, I want inner space part two, but it's the se- guy in the guy's seat. Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> I imagine a guy riding a sperm like fucking like Falcor. <laughs> 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 All right, well, that brings us to where the books are buried. You're here for a special book. Okay, come on, read the book. Right, go, right. Okay, read, go, read, read. Ah, evil demons. Wretched ah! monsters. Haunted houses. Graveyard. 
Sometimes you read a safe. Welcome to another edition of Where the Books Are Buried. And today it will be myself and Jessup. It's been a couple... Discussing books. It's been more than a couple episodes since we did this on the main feed. Yeah, it's been a while. But if you guys have been missing it and you're not a Patreon member, there's a few of them up there on the Patreon to check out. I miss doing it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, we just moved. So like, you know, reading has not been... We've just started getting back into reading more. And um, so we're excited to start doing them again. They were boxed up for a while. So yeah. Now they're just all piled in In the the closet. closet. (laughs) They, they take up the closet from floor yeah. to ceiling. And Is R. Kelly in the closet? Uh, <laughs> shut up. He could be. No. <laughs> Why would Jesse be in his own closet? <laughs> I do sit there and contemplate. Um, so I'm going to start us off today. My book is called Deadly Nature by V.M. Thompson. That is one of the. Is it the happening? That is one of the fucking <laughs> coolest covers, by the way. You have um, to describe it. Yes, I will. I will, dis- I will describe the cover first. Um, it is some type of an animal. I don't know if it's a bear. Or if it's a dog. It looks like a bear. Is it a bear? Let me see. It definitely looks like a bear. It could be a bear. It's a bear. But there are no bears in this book. But there are dogs. So I'm questioning. Gotcha. You know, I don't know. I mean, but also the cover doesn't always mean (laughs) shit. No, it's true. They usually have nothing to do with the book whatsoever. Um, So yeah, so it's like a, I guess, a bear head with like half of it is just like bone. And then it's got like this half drooling, half bloody mouth. And inside the mouth is a frightened little boy who's like, oh my God. Nature is so deadly <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> At least it's not naughty by nature. <laughs> uh, so, okay. So just quick, I wanted to mention that this author is a, she's a woman. I Ooh. couldn't find a whole lot about her. She um, wrote a, a, several novels um, combining horror and science fiction. Uh, maneuvers with medical biology. This is a, some. I found this on some crazy sci-fi maneuvers website. I don't know with medical biology. That's what this says. Very good. Um, her work tending to focus on monsters created through genetic engineering. That's kind of important in this. Okay. Mm. Um, not intentionally genetic engineering, but kind of the side effect of basically yeah. dumping toxic waste down a hill. Exactly. And, and the effects. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, this came out in 1988. She wrote a book called Project God, which came out in 89. Um, the, the way they describe it is the latter of which unconvincingly attacks scientific hubris. Yeah, what? I know. Two of her tales, Deadly Breed from 91 and Dangerous Nature by uh, from 93, um, are she wrote under different names, TJ Kirby and I guess just Kirby. I don't know. But anyway, so the person who wrote this synopsis is not convinced that she does a good job describing anything about science. Oh, shit. I mean, women should never study science. That's why I always oh. say get back in the Ooh. kitchen. Oh, and your wife. <laughs> Science! <No. laughs> okay, anyway. So, um, the tagline is the woods bred an unnatural evil because of chemicals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the back of the book. Dark woods. Jim Cambers examined the presence his son had brought home, among them a two-headed snake and a monarch butterfly with a double set of wings. He had never seen anything like them, and he used to teach biology. So he knows everything! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> don't, don't mansplain to a biology teacher! <laughs> I mean, if we've learned anything from all the horror movies we've watched. Uh, yet Chip claimed that there were plenty more just like them out in the woods. What could be causing such mutations in their idyllic little community? And did he even want to find out? I, I don't think you need to be a biology teacher to know that a butterfly with yeah. four wings that, is not a normal? snake with two heads isn't, isn't like the usual <laughs> snake, yeah. you know? But those exist anyway. But they're very rare. Yeah. Okay. I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, but what Seth didn't say was it had two. It had two heads, but it also pop and locked like break dance. Yeah, mm. it was a break. Da- it was a break dance. Two heads, but one butthole. I mean, that's a problem. Yeah, isn't it? That's Is my, it? That's the name of my new album. <laughs> two heads, two one heads, butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Dark secret. At first, fourteen-year-old Chip was thrilled with the new additions to his Chip. insect collection. Chip. Chip. But it was one thing to find mutant insects, and quite another to run across six-legged raccoons and wolves with two snarling heads. Goddamn. And then there were the people of Brixton. They were strange, secretive, vulnerable to mysterious ailments. And they did not look kindly on a young boy with more curiosity than was good for him. Don't you go looking in them woods, little chip um. chip. You're going to end up dead. How many times have I got to tell you, don't go into my top dresser drawer. That's where I keep my magazines. The, the town's name was Brixton? Brixton. Did they make bricks there? Mm, it's like with an X. Okay. <laughs> Shot down that theory. <laughs> Very British. Um, but it's like in, in Iowa, I'm pretty sure. So oh, yes. Iowa. Iowa. You know what I keep thinking? I keep thinking, where's my chip? What, what, it, what is what is uh, Iowa the home of? You know, like we always have like, you know. Potatoes? Is that it? Potatoes? Oh, wait, that's Idaho. Idaho. Yeah. That's Idaho. I don't God, know what Iowa. Bitch. Corn? I think it's the. Te- the uh, Iowa. Oh, oh, oh. It's the um, the state of roadkill. Oh, is that what yeah. it is? That's what two, it is. Two-headed dog roadkill? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to read um, my little insert page. Which we, we, we can't figure out what the name of this is. Not the prologue, but the. It's an insert page. It's an insert page. Mutant Evil. Once he reached a height he thought safe, Chip turned in his climb to straddle a sturdy branch. Quickly, but with controlled actions, he reached one hand behind him to yank the wrist warrior from his hip pocket as his other hand slipped into his front pocket in search of a stone. The missile found its mark on the animal's lean side. A howl of pain rose through the overhanging branches as the canine turned sharply toward Chip, his new prey. Chip reached toward his pocket for another stone, but his action was halted by the shock of what he saw. Two pairs of gleaming eyes turned upward to glare at him from the two heads mounted side by side on the single body. He was held motionless, watching the deformed animal run toward the tree. The animal sprung, its powerful hind legs carrying it against the sturdy trunk. Chip leaned back against the tree and drew his knees close to his chest. Inches below the limb that held him safely above its reach, Two vice-like sets of dirty, yellow teeth snapped in raging fury. Twin barks chimed in a savage duet. The moonlight glistened off the thick saliva stringing from each mouth. He noticed that, by the way, as he was dying. He noticed the moonlight in his saliva. Listen, I just want to give a heads up. Chip doesn't die. Chip beats that thing because he hits it with the fucking slingshot like four times. Oh, my God. Does he say this is battery acid? And he wins. No, he doesn't. He he, he wins. He wins that battle. A boy does not kill a fucking dog and and and, overcome. He he, he ends up shooting one of its eyes out and then it like runs away. Uh. If a dog ever attacks you, but then it's still got three other eyes. And you're on the ground, (laughs) you cover your neck with one, and then you try to poke its asshole with your other finger. (laughs) Okay, yeah. So that way it can't get your it can't get your neck, and you just keep. Poking it. I and mean, the, they, and that's called the prostate exam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do go for the neck. That's yeah. what they want. They yeah. want those arteries. You gotta, you gotta block your neck. That's what I'm saying. But um, you can actually you turtle your, your neck, neck into your into your collar a little bit. You could kind of do that. That's why you should always wear a and pro- then, and neck. I call that maneuver the Mitch McConnell. That's <laughs> uh, a reach. Or if a dog starts chasing you, you do a handstand and start running away on your hands, and it just confuses yeah. the dog, and they don't know what to do. But I mean, you got to be good at a handstand to be able to do just that. Just try it. <laughs> Jesse, I want you to try that. Oh my God, I hate those. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to, now I'm just going to tell you about the story, and I feel like this is going to be hard for me to do, because like I feel like a lot happens, but at the same time, nothing. Not a lot happens. Describe every mutated creature in detail. I feel like I, I was waiting just the for like three quarters of this book 
book, I was waiting for something to happen. Mm. Yeah. And then I was, it was lackluster. Listen, Steph, I have to for say. my book, I was waiting 75% for something to happen. I mean, so. I said three quarters. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you on that. Character <laughs> development. I feel you on that. I feel you. I'm a hundred pages into my book and nothing's happened yet. So. Oh my god. Usually these books start off strong and then nothing, and then they kind of end. Or kind of. Or all I the meat know. is in the last ten pages. Right, yeah. And you're like, it was building to this. But the book I'm covering is has decided to put uh, the word Negro into eighty different, oh. eighty different types of sentences. God. John, it was a different time. Um, <laughs> I guess the eighties. Yeah. Were different times. So, so basically, like the 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 family, the Cambers family, is the main characters of this story. Um, Jim is the father. He takes a job as a principal, high school principal in this uh, rural town in Iowa. And they leave like a big city. So he he goes from being like a school a biology teacher in like an inner city to like bumblefuck. Mm. And he's a principal. And so they move in and like, you know, it's like during the summer when they move in. So school's not in yet. And, you know, they're kind of getting settled. They're having like a um, there's like a heat wave. So it's like it's horrible. It's sweltering. sweltering. Um, yeah. So they move to the small town. They have like this, you know, great house. Um, so it's Jim, his wife, Chip, who's 14 twins, uh, uh, fraternal twins who are like, I think, eight. Um, and then they have two dogs, two purebred German shepherds. Uh-huh, uh-huh, oh, super uh-huh. important that we know this. That is important. They they come back and later in the story. Their names are Sharma and Does Salt. one of them get knocked up did and have mutated did, babies? Yes. Oh! <laughs> did you just say their names Sharma and Ultra? Sharma, no, Sharma and Sultan. Oh, okay. And he talks about how those are weird names. How perfect they are and how they've bred all these litters of like award-winning puppies. Oh my God! There's the Zelda. Whole, the whole there's time, Zelda. The whole time I'm thinking. I fucking I disagree with this. Spay and neuter, motherfuckers. Mm. That's what I'm thinking from the beginning. Anyway, so they're having this like heat As wave. As one of your podcasters is having your dog. I know, right. I know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm just like, Shade. I'm like Shade. Steph's judging knows no bounds when she's judging fictional families that do not exist in real life. It's true. It's, it's okay. <laughs> fictional is fine. So like, I mean, <laughs> soon, soon after they move in, they. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. Why are you? Are you okay? <laughs> I'm just picturing Steph in bed reading a book, and then she's like, looks over judging. at Jesse, and she's just judging. I am. Like these motherfuckers should be spaying these dogs, and Jesse's just like, okay, Steph, okay, no, no, not it's, real. It's like it's like sitting next to John when we're watching a movie. You just hear a lot of deep sighs. Oh, so many sighs. So many. Yeah. So so after they move in, they they start noticing some strange things about the the community, right? Like there's no no one has any young children or babies. Um, they huh. the father like um, he kind of rigs. There's like a creek out behind their property. Oh, they also have a horse. I forgot to mention the horse is important too. The horse. Oh, thank God. Named, the horse, thoroughbred. Wait, thoroughbred this horse. Is, this so, family came from the city. Yeah. and they've got a horse. Well, they had to board their horse when they lived in the city, but now they have their Ooh. own stable. Uh, now they have their own stable. The horse. I didn't know. Thank pr- God. Listen, I didn't know principals made that much money. Yeah. I, was going to say. I mean, it's the sell. Well, they yeah. they were making two grand a pop off those shepherd puppies. Yeah, <laughs> but he true. he was a uh, biology. He was only teacher? a biology teacher. Okay. Yeah. So the horse. Name and he wasn't shy. making jack he was shit. Only, no. he, he was only a biology <laughs> teacher. Um, so okay, so they moved. I, I worked with biology teachers at Whole Foods, and they were also collecting the carts so, <laughs> to make ends meet. That's <laughs> okay. That, is, that sad. is not okay. It's sad, and it says a lot about this country. Yeah. But I'm going to move on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, stop judging. So the father rigs up an irrigation system from the creek out behind the property yes, he does. to his garden, and well, he's they notice they notice that they're getting a lot of like extra large vegetables. Oh no. Okay? That, that is not that's, organic. Do not that's eat a sign. that. That's a sign. I mean, listen, that's not a complaint unless it's eggplant. Okay. I don't want to eat it. So, so then they, but they noticed that like, blah, blah, blah. and I know I'm sending Jesse eggplant emoji. <laughs> <laughs> Soon after they move.
move in, they find out that the wife, the mom, she's pregnant. <laughs> oh no, this is not bode way for her. No. So what is it? Oh, it's, uh, it's prophecy. Pregnant. Turn into prophecy. Mom, mom is pregnant. Yes, and, exactly, Jesse. And then as like they get to know people in the town and they like, you know, people find out, oh, like he's a new, pr- new principal and his wife's pregnant. And then people keep saying things like, you know, your wife should really drink bottled water. And he's like, okay, that's strange. People keep saying it, right? So like these oh. little hints. Also, Does she not drink bottled water? No, they drink tap Is water. Is it cabin fever? <laughs> then, they, then, they get a, then they get like a little letter in the mail and it says like, you're dead baby. And it's a picture of baby in the gutter dead if you don't drink bottled wait, water. Let me see that book real quick. Let me see the book real quick. Why? Where's why? the book at? Why? Why? Um, I wish okay. you look at the back. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Look. Did you see the back part? It says paid for by Poland Spring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 fucking avion <laughs> and you actually had her hand I you know, I know, I just know, for you to deliver uh, that I had to sell it it's authentic it's have authentic you, have you not learned anything about me I'm fucking gullible as shit I believe everything, <laughs> I believe everything that Jesse says to me even though he's always lying no, I'm God. always like I'm not putting in your butt stuff don't worry I'm not putting it's in your butt <laughs> okay let me Steph, I, I just really, I was thinking you know after the Botox injections I think I you know we should start going to church really so jim starts teaching at the high school and he finds out that there's this like healthy mouth program that the school is involved in <laughs> like, healthy dental oh, no. i know i can't remember what it's called exactly but anyway all the students are all the students are enrolled in it and healthy people mouth. come out like once a year dental technicians and they like do exams on the children and the children get like free toothpaste and they also get something called quote unquote, anti toothpaste right, anti-plaque tablets okay what are that's those a, that sounds like something that would happen in the school that john grew up in <laughs> do they have teeth in their vaginas though no, 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 no. okay so and like as time goes on like there, there when does christopher reeve come into there this are story? behavior mm-hmm. changes like as they're there for a few months the father starts like losing his patience with his children and the husband and wife are fighting all the time and then he, they start spanking the children which they've never done and they're just always like at each other's throats which is like totally abnormal and like chip is the only one who's like there's something weird going on and then they notice that like you know like i said there's no babies no one has babies in this area and everyone seems to age prematurely like the jim's like oh my like secretary you know she's like 70 and ready to retire but meanwhile she's like 40 years old um so they like notice all these things and like they go to a a basketball game for the high school where chip plays and there's like this frenzied like feeling in the crowd everyone's kind of like really aggressive everybody's eating their funnel cake and cheese fries like too aggressive yeah, like, like, really, like two at a time it's really of one. strange and like fights are breaking out and it's like a high school basketball game and like jim is like kind of aware of this when he sees other people doing it but not aware of it in himself really you know so i mean time goes on like the mom is like you know babies are fine they're developing the kids are taking their anti-black tablets um what the kids are taking black. them. Anti-plaque. Black. I thought you said anti-plaque. Oh my god! <laughs> anti-plaque tablet. I did for a second too. No. Jesse, we were on the same goddamn plane, like, and then I realized what she said, and it was plaque. I was yeah. like, "Why is no one making a yeah. big deal?" <laughs> anti-plaque. I'm sorry, my mouth was a little dry. They're really, worried. God, They're really worried about gentrification, Jesse. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so, is that also, you again? 
Jesus Christ. Should I move my white line? <laughs> <laughs> just edit it out, Jesse. The, the first time I just thought it was your... Well, I'm just glad it wasn't your tooth. The first time I thought it was your tooth. And what I'm like, would my tooth be hitting? You're the just glass. Like a, oh, the glass. Okay. I was like, okay. I was like, I was like you're going to have a poop tooth if you keep hitting it like that. We're going to have a fucking complaint. <laughs> We're not going to talk over you anymore. You just tell us about your book, dear. Just <laughs> I like I like Melissa trying to make the Death Star run every time she's trying to bring the glass up to her fucking mouth. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> Melissa, it's hard. Melissa's got to turn on her targeting computer to get the fucking. No, I use my force, John. I don't need that shit. The force is fucking dead in you. <laughs> I don't miss my mouth again. <laughs> okay. So meanwhile, Chip has made this friend Scott who lives nearby. And one night, when you know Chip is ride, they're riding the horse home. Shy, they're riding him home through the woods. And Shy, they're attacked by this two-headed dog and that's that's the scene that i read in the beginning where like he ends up fighting the doll the the horse kind of gets attacked but the horse survives thank god God. um and scott runs home but chip fights him off with the slingshot and he gets home and it's just like building up like chip is now like super convinced that there's something fucking weird going on good and it's related to the water and so, oh, is it related to the water? The water, or the water? But, but, but no one knows what Chip is no talking about because he keeps saying water. So, like, you the, oh the other day at work, I was like, oh, because we had they had like a party during the day, and my coworker came in, and I was like, oh, there are bagels over there, and he was like, what oh, did, what? he was like, what did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, you. bagels, <laughs> bottles, okay. there bottles over there. Anyway, okay. So they, yeah, they get Steph, you're adorable sometimes. They get attacked by this two-headed dog, and uh, so I mean, time okay, time keeps going on. Like, the, and the dad is just like so reluctant to believe anything strange is going on. But Chip's like, you know, I believe this. I'm going to do my school project on um, fertile chemicals and fertilizers that cause mutations. Oh my God, in I remember. When do like the plant people show up and they're like, stop investigating no, this shit? I remember okay. back in the day, I had to do a science project, and so I was my science project was going to be. Which paperclip? I mean, <laughs> no. I'm sorry, sorry. Which which uh, paper airplane goes the farthest? Yes. Yeah. So I didn't have any help from Standard. my parents, as you know. Standard. My parents did not help with anything, so I had to, you know, prove this somehow. All I did was <laughs> put paperclips on the on the fucking uh, th- through it and wrote this one went the farthest. <laughs> oh my god! Out of all the paperclips, the one with three went the farthest. And the teacher's like, "How's that scientific, Jess? What are you trying to prove?" This one went the <laughs> furthest. And, and I just stood there and I had like all this decorative like, this, And they're like, yeah, but Jess, that's not, you're not really proving anything. Which one? I'm like, mm. I'm telling you right now, this is the one right here. Three paper cups went the farthest. Meanwhile, and, and I, I did mine on why cats eyes shine at night. Did you? <laughs> like how they that's are amazing. able to like store up the energies and reproject and, and bullshit. I was basically made fun of in front of the whole Aww. class. And then I went home and I was like, mom, you never helped me with anything. I was made to be a fool. <laughs> And she's like, we'll oh, order so McDonald's and pizza for you. And I was like, thanks. McDonald's and pizza. <laughs> yeah. Always oh. feed your children's fears with food. Yeah, yeah it worked for me. It, it, Are you sad? Have a cheeseburger. They grow up to have met eating disorders. <laughs> much yeah. like me. And find happiness in food. Way, mm-hmm. way, way too strong. Oh, and you find same. them in a closet eating like, um, what is it? Marshmallow fluff. <laughs> and you wonder why. Listen, I can't go to sleep unless I have a McDonald's like bun under my b- pillowcase. <laughs> under just, your bun. Just like under the pillow. Mm-hmm. A little yeah. bun. <laughs> God. All right, where the hell am I in this book? Okay, yeah, so Chip does, he, he decides he's going to do this project. So he collects water from the creek and he sends it back to where he, like, his hometown where he grew up, his best friend's father worked for, I don't know, the water department. So he sends him a sample of the water and they test it and they're like, there's classified chemicals in this. What is this bullshit? He was like, oh my God, I knew it. Oh my God. <laughs> and then guess what Steph's happens? really animated right guess now. Guess what happens? That dad? 
He dies in a car accident. Oh, Ooh. shit. Government cover The biology ups. teacher? No, the, da- the dad who ran. Oh, yeah. okay. it's, it's a Donald Trump cover up. It's a conspiracy. Uh, again. God Government damn. conspiracy. Okay. Send him the cheese. So, murders. moving on. So, the dog, like you predicted, the one, the female dog was pregnant. She oh has her God. litter of pups. And guess what? Fucking deformed. Extra legs, whatever. They all die. No <sighs> mouth, no ears. They all die. Okay. And then they, the funny thing about this book. Oh, author, it's funny. It's funny. No, it's funny is, the author is like, talks about how devastated the dog is and how Aww. she needs time to, for her mental health. I swear to God. She cares. Like, this author like, cares. You can tell she a woman. Gets it. A woman wrote this. Okay. <laughs> or she was writing it while she was going through postpartum depression. I mean, yeah. It's possible. I was going to say, was she on her period? Okay, so so continuing on. The sensitivity, um, guys. I love it. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why I put on my redneck voice when I said it, because it wasn't actually me saying it. Oh, and there was actually also a scene in this where, like, some guys are dumping some, you know, barrels of an unknown substance in the local landfill, God. which happens to be right next to the creek, which supplies water so, to the whole So, so far... I'm not really understanding why nature is dangerous. No, it's not nature. Okay. It's chemicals. Okay. 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 So moving on. Um, so time continues to pass. And then the, the, the dad who's the principal, the guy comes out from this healthy teeth program and he realizes that's my best friend from college. Holy shit. So then he invites him over. He's like, come over to my house for dinner, Dan. And then they make plans. So Dan comes over, but it's in the middle of a blizzard and they get snowed <laughs> in. They get snowed in the house and shit goes down okay because the german shepherds disappear they come back and they're crazy and they attack the dog the horse and they kill the fucking horse oh and damn. i was so mad and it turns into the thing i was so mad they kill the Philippe, horse no and then they almost kill chip but they attack dan and they bite dan and his leg muscle detached from the bone oh. bleeding out all over the place but they can't go anywhere because it's a blizzard and they're snowed in Okay, so of course. Dan gets drunk and Dan CB radios his boss and he's like, they fucking know. But meanwhile, Chip has a CB radio in his room and he overhears the conversation. No, oh, And then they're like that. The Change dad's station, like, guys. Jim's like, I knew it. I now my son. He was right. I believe my son. There's a conspiracy. And he's like, Dan, tell me what happened. So Dan tells everything. Basically, it's this corporation who's running these tests on people un- unbeknownst to them. Because what if another country poisons us or whatever we have to be prepared we have to poison our own civilians we have to run these tests on them because we need to know what's going to happen so we find out that basically this dental this healthy dental program oh my goodness gracious it's all part of it because the tablets the anti-plaque tablets and i know i never had and i never had a cavity they're an antidote they're an antidote to the poisons that they're putting in the water system and depending on who you are, you might not get the antidote. You might get the full antidote. You might get a partial antidote. That's why there's all these ah, weird behavior. Double blind placebos. Yes, all these weird behavior changes, aggression, mutated babies. Okay, we find all this out. Then guess what happens? She has mom a mutated goes, baby. Mom goes into labor. labor. She's, she's have, okay, she's pregnant with twins. I forgot oh, to mention course, that. Of course, one ate the other. Nope, they're both born. They're both dead and they're both deformed and they both have extra legs and shit. Okay. Extra legs and shit. So, okay, this is fucked up, right? So they're in this blizzard, dead babies in a basket. Oh my god! <laughs> they a basket? They do. Why are they, they in a basket? Because they put them in the garage. They put them in a basket in the garage. That's so an annual annual album. Dead babies in a blizzard in a basket. So the plan is they're going to get out of there. They got to get to a hospital, right? So they the uh, like a one single plow truck comes along. They get everyone in the van. Dan's bleeding out. Mom is uh, I don't know comatose. Babies are dead in a the basket. They get them mm-hmm. in a van and they're like, we're going to follow the plow. It's going to get us to the highway. No, the plow doesn't take them to the highway. The it's, plant? A, it's a setup. Takes them to a concentration camp. The plow takes, takes them to Auschwitz. Them basically to this road by a cliff. They run the family off the road. 
tumble the divan over the cliff and the whole family dies. Except Chip. Chip I, was, man- I was like, you told me Chip lived. Chip manages to escape, okay? He escapes on foot. He's trying to make it to his friend's house when a play, he's a freezing, right? So it's a blizzard. He is not prepared for this. So, okay, so basically this plow guy picks him up. The plow like he's like, oh, I'm going to help you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. Psych, I'm going to knock you out with chloroform. No. I'm going to take you back to Everybody our Everybody always has chloroform. I'm going to take you back to our laboratory. Where do I get where this? Suddenly, the end of the book, you think, okay, Chip, Chip, everyone's dead. Chip is whatever. They're going to kill him. No, no. They erase his memory. And his siblings, who are the twins, they're also alive still. They erase their memories. And they give them to a new family. Wait, 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 wait. The, the dead basket babies aren't dead? No, the dead ba- no, but they had other twins. They had eight-year-old they twins. They had other twins? Yeah. So the eight-year-old she twins it. and Chip, and Chip, they erased their memories and they gave them to a new family. And they don't know anything that happened before. And that's how the book ends. The, the people, the, the guy who's running the lab is pretending that they are his children. He's going to raise them as his children. Mm. That's the end of the book. But... What the uh, fuck does that have to do with anything? It's like, what? I don't understand. Uh, that, that's, <laughs> there's remember some to put fluoride, fluoride in your water supply and the EPA exists Stuff. for a reason. Yes. That sometimes you just got to fake it until you make it. And, mm. and but they didn't make it. They I just, have to say, I was, but the end of that book threw me for a loop because I was like, they're just going to end it with the family's dead. They're going to kill Chip. No, no. We're going to erase their memories and give you, them a new family. Would you buy the rights of this book and make a movie out of it? Yes. I mean, yeah, but we need no. more, we need more mutated and, animals. And I would do it better. Yes. I would do it better. And I would call it Deadly Chemicals <laughs> instead of that. I would call it Deadly Dentist. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. that's what I would call it. So that's it. I mean, that's my book. I hope it made sense. Well, would uh, you rate that? Uh, it's hard to is read. Is it a read right? or non-read? Um, yeah, sure, read it. Why not? Um, and I will say that book is an expensive one. It's like a hard to find one. I think, and I think that's it's really because of, the, because of the cover. Yeah. People like collect it and shit. Um. So yeah, if you can find it cheap, get it. But I guess like you know, if you can't find it cheap, don't, don't I, worry about yeah. it because we we have two copies of that actually. I found one at um. But well, somebody because you kept you kept asking me like, oh, how's your book? And I'm like, well, I'm waiting for something. Well, because, well because I started reading that one, and then the one day I came home and you had you had started reading it. I guess because you didn't think I was reading it, you had yeah. read more than I did. So I was like, all right, I'll just start another one. Yeah. It's so I started the Spirit Wood, and that will be the book I'm talking about today. And much like Steph's book, it is kind of a disappointment. It's not um, nearly as good as some of the other books I've read lately. Um, and I I did hear about this book. Um, that's the reason I sorted out. And I found it on thriftbooks.com. It was one of the harder books to track down. Um, this is written by Robert Masello, and it is from 1987. Um, he was an award-winning journalist, and that's all I'll say about that. He's got a ton of... <laughs> <laughs> hey, before, before or after he wrote the book? Who cares? Okay. I mean, he's got like tons and tons of books out. He, it, like he, he has, Just look, look him up. Okay. You'll, you'll find some shit if you want to read it. I don't really want to recommend him because this book wasn't great. But it will be fun to talk about really quick, and I'm not going to go into as much detail as Steph I know, did. I'm sorry. I just always um, do that. Uh, and I'll read the back. It was sublime, erotic evil. It was the call of his own blood. When Peter Constantine inherited a vast, remote estate, his life began to change. Free at last from money worries, Peter and his wife Meg could relax, and Peter could explore his new mysterious home. From the thick woods, the winding trails, the bizarre, sensual sculpture came a pulsing, ancient call that stirred his very depths. Then he heard the music and saw the beautiful woman who beckoned him into the woods into an ancient ritual, a blood curse, a world of violent, unbridled lust. Now his wife no longer knows him. Now Peter is transformed into a pagan creature driven by the suffocating need of animal desire until pleasure is not enough and no evil is forbidden in the spirit wood. Hmm. And the tag- it's like a reference to his boner and also <laughs> yeah. like the woods. Yeah. Uh, an ancient desire no one can resist. A nightmare. 
that never ends. I don't want to read an excerpt here. And this is actually the excerpt that's in the front, but I'm going to read the full um, thing because it's a lot more graphic. Mm. And you know how I do. Is it like sexual graphic? Yes. Ooh. Of course. There's no sex in my book, unfortunately. Yeah, there's, there's some. Come on, she said, as if he were only kidding. One of us is going to slip and kill himself. He pressed himself against her now, breathing hard over her shoulder. His breath reeked of wine. She felt the bushy hair on his chest, not yet wet, scratching her back. There was so much of it, and it was so bristly that it hurt. She tried to push his hand away. What the hell did he think he was doing? But he used the fingers like a handle, bluntly, into her vagina to hold her fast. What? That's, <laughs> That's not a thing! You don't, there's no I don't holding. Understand. You don't get traction that way. <laughs> that hurts, she cried. But he only increased the pressure. He was rubbing his whole body against her now. She could feel his penis against her thighs, stirring and stiffening. And even that felt furry, hard, and sharp as a dagger. The air itself smelled like a wet, unclean animal. Let go, she said, now gripping the razor. I swear to God, I'll cut you with this. He punched her in the stomach. Damn. Just hard enough that she doubled over, gasping for breath. The razor clattered to the floor of the tub. He butted her forward so that her hands went up against the wet, tiled wall. His fingers ruthlessly pried up open her vagina. Damn. She screamed when he forced himself into her. It felt as if she were being torn in half, as if it would never stop, as if she couldn't never contain his penis. The water no. streamed down into her mouth. What? Uh, Holy are shit. Are they in a shower? Yeah, they're in a shower. Okay. Um, so that was actually her husband. He, um, he comes in oh. and... Uh, He's kind of like changed and stuff like that. And then what ends up happening is one of uh, the friends that's staying with him hears like all the screaming and comes in. And then he kind of like Fred Bogus out the window and he's like this weird little creature and he oh. climbs down that and he runs into the forest. God damn. But is she impregnated? No. Okay. No, no, no. That's um, the whole like, <laughs> spoiler alerts now. Prying open a vagina. Oh, yeah. Damn, like Doesn't a handle. So, happen. so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I'll just read like a brief like synopsis of, the, of this uh, book. Um, so Peter Constantine, he's the main character. He and Erhard's, um a remote estate. Um, it's like a huge mansion in an area called Acadia from his estranged grandfather who mysteriously dies by a hooved animal. You don't really get any details on that. Okay. Free of money worries and joined by his wife Meg and friend Byron, they head to Acadia for a three-month vacation and a chance for Peter and Byron to work on their PhDs and Meg to work on her sculpting. Peter's mother warns him not to go, not to, go to Acadia, but he doesn't listen and she doesn't really offer any information as to why he shouldn't go God there damn so they arrive and the estate is populated by four caretakers of greek descent nico why is that important that's important <laughs> nico the estate's caretaker who gardens makes his own wine and attends to fifi and fritz vicious mm. guard dogs of the mastiff breed uncle jesse Ooh, what kind of mastiff uh leah nico's daughter who does all the housework and cooking and goes on freezing cold naked swims in the middle of the night. Of course she does. And Leah's twin sister, who basically does the same. Wait, is this this is like Friday the 13th, right? Um, Hot and, twins. And, and, yes. and finally, Angelos, who's not all there mentally, but carves wooden flutes for Peter <laughs> and does all the grunt like work, like the groundskeeping oh and shit like God. that. Aww. So along the way, they kind of like when they arrive there, they're kind of exploring the grounds. They meet the neighbors that are there and the neighbors are all like super 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 into like the grounds there because apparently his grandfather never let them come in so over the course of the book they kind of persuade them to let them hold an auction on the grounds there um to save some local uh like forest like wildlife land that's there so mm -hmm. like peter agrees 
Um, and one of the guys gets him into doing like cocaine and, starts, oh, and, he's, nice. and he starts doing drugs like God viciously. Damn gateway <laughs> drugs. Yeah. Um, and Nico always makes us wine and Nico has him drinking this wine. So then Peter just starts drinking and what doing cocaine. What is in the wine? Oh, what, a, what a mess. Exactly, Melissa. What is in the wine? Exactly. Also, I just want to say, why can't Meg begin her PhD? Why does she have and to be yeah, sculpting? Why is she well, sculpting? She's an artist, actually. And she does really, really good uh posh ass sculptures that okay. are sold in soho okay i like okay. that okay and that's she's, better and she's making bank i mean there's okay. only so much you can do with a liberal arts degree but, but i'm gonna tell you right now she dumb bitch because oh. she puts up with a lot and doesn't leave <laughs> after that whole rape thing happens she's like yeah whatever maybe he was just horny and he, and he was like <laughs> oh a weird, and he was a weird creature but maybe he just needed to shave like, <laughs> no. she she's not like yo time to leave she's no. like no i gotta stay with him because so it's the shining maybe <laughs> he was just extra italian yeah <laughs> maybe i just never saw him naked until oh that my night God. Um, John Stamos, no. So over the course of the book, he's Greek, isn't he? He's yes, a, exactly. He's supposed to be writing um, his PhD, like you know, shit for his PhD, whatever he called like doctorate. his dissertation. Yes, yes. one of those bullshit things. Listen, I don't know. Listen, I it's got, not bullshit. They have to work a real long time yo, for that. Jesse. Listen, I got a bachelor's degree. I don't know anything about all that. Mm, so oh, Peter, I'm he masters over the course. <laughs> he abandons all this work and he starts to do this like slow transition, where his. Hair starts growing at an accelerated rate, and his oh, ears God. start becoming pointed. Ooh, I love pointy ears. And he spends nearly does all, he get hooves? He spends nearly all his time in the woods. Um, and Nico has a house out there, the caretaker, and he spends all his time there playing the flute. Is he Mr. Thomas? And he drinks the wine all the time with him. Um, so then, as the story progresses a little bit further, that's when the whole rape scene happens, and he leaves. And at this time, Byron's like, "Listen, Meg, your husband's crazy." But I want you to. T- I want to tell you something. He loves her. I love you. I love you, girl. I always oh, loved you. And I, I want to be inside. And he's like, I want to be inside. Uh, why don't you come with me and we'll be together till the end of times? And I won't turn into a fucking satyr and rape you in the shower. <laughs> oh my god! So, <laughs> but she's like, I can't leave my husband. Maybe he needs my help from these weird Greeks. Oh no! The Greeks that are here making him eat lamb meat too much and it's messing with his brain. Power. Too much yogurt. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm singing. Too um, much yay. So. Basically, what happens is Peter's mother eventually arrives, and she's like, "I told you, you can't stay here." And blah 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 blah. We need to leave, and they're like, he, "Peter's like, I can't leave. I promise these people we're going to do the auction for him. After the auction, the I'll leave." Auction, yeah, it has like, to happen. It has to happen. It just has to for the tzatziki. So then, <laughs> <laughs> for the tzatzikes, get that tzatzikes. Um, so as this as this starts, um, as it gets deeper into it, Peter starts fucking Leah the um nico's daughter of course and he has sex with her twin sister in the water like it's like this weird thing where like you know he's swimming out in the water because leah wanted him to and then all of a sudden leah swims up to him but he doesn't know it's not leah it's her twin sister and they start having sex in the water and she takes him down deep in the water and he can't breathe he doesn't understand why he's not dying and she's like breathing breathing air into his mouth so this weird weird shit happens okay so Peter, he starts getting like obsessed with the smell of Leah. She like has like these pheromones she lets out. And then there's a mm. there's a there's a part in the book where uh, Peter's mom is sitting outside, and Nico comes over, and he sits across from her, and he's always drinking wine, and like a bee lands on his like face, and then more bees start coming and start landing on him oh, as like they're no. having a conversation, and then it's all of a sudden man. he's covered in bees, and he takes a scoop full of bees off of his like chest and just starts eating Ew. them in front of her, and like all like the wings are falling out of his mouth, and she's just like. Oh my goodness! Still not gonna leave though, because we got to do this auction. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is what happens in the book. Doesn't make any sense. So I mean, I'm just gonna cut short here and just get to the whole point of it. The whole this is all culminating in basically a pagan ritual where 
the night of the auction, after the auction, uh, Meg looks out the window and she sees all the neighbors and she looks out there and she sees them around like a fire pit and they're basically sacrificing the dogs and like eating the meat. <gasps> no! And Peter has transformed into like a complete satyr. He's like all hair and he's playing the flute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eat shit. that doggy meat. Why <laughs> does he <laughs> have to be that? <laughs> because his family is part of this long lineage of like mythological creatures mm. that have like existed for, for, you know, since forever. And they're basically like constrained by like modern times and not being able to exist in a modern world because of all like the technology and oh population, but they're able to exist in Acadia. And because he was already susceptible because he had that in his blood when he uh, went there. That's why he was not supposed to go there. Well, they also talk about it. They don't like really explain it, but time exists differently when you're in Acadia, like time moves faster. So it, it, it's like this weird thing that they like, that like the author writes about, but doesn't ever really like fully explain. It's just like mm -hmm. written in there. Like, Oh, the grounds look like, you know, the house looks like it was recently built, but all like the, um, you know the overgrowth and everything like that looks like the house has been here for like a thousand years when it really hasn't hmm. so that's but the people don't age like crazy the people don't age like crazy okay. no it's weird um so this is what you end up finding out and this is the parallels here like like i said they're all mythological beings and if you tie this to like you know greek gods and stuff mm -hmm. like that nico is nico is basically supposed to be representing Pan. the god of wine dionysus mm -hmm. angelo is the god of music he makes the flutes apollo Leah and her twin are the goddesses of fertility and harvest, Aphrodite, who was born from seafoam from, Uran from Uranus's castrated genitals yep. that were thrown into the ocean by Kronos mm -hmm. and the satyr, which was what Peter becomes. They were characterized by their love of wine, music, dancing, and women. They were companions of the god Dionysus and were believed to inhabit remote locales such as woodlands, mountains, and pastures. They often attempted to seduce or rape nymphs and mortal women alike mm -hmm. usually with little success <laughs> they are sometimes shown masturbating oh, or God. engaging uh, in yeah. bestiality huh. so how the book ends is uh she she witnesses this pagan ritual uh she runs to her car because byron shows up and he's like come on let's get the fuck out of here girlfriend because he had ended up leaving but he comes back just in time to save her they drive off and fucking peter's like running super special and, and jumping and <laughs> oh, like no. punch, punching on the car trying to get into the car trying to grab him and they actually end up escaping and they just leave him there what happens oh. to the mom the mom the, is there the mom escapes with him yeah the mom okay. escapes with him and the mom's like totally cool with like Byron and Meg like balling now she's like yeah, yeah my son is a goat man <laughs> oh he, my god he lives in Acadia but you know he was meant to be a goat so that's fine yeah what is that him on the cover like that, the yeah, eyes the, or whatever it's supposed to be him there's a statue actually when they first arrive and it's a satyr and it's he's like pissing into like a he's like the fountain is his penis yeah and he's like sitting there like look at me peeing into it and he's and I mean, that's, that's, classy. that's what he becomes oh, okay. because when they show up meg's like i don't like that statue mm -hmm. it's too sexual so it, his grandfather was a satyr too i guess well his grandfather when they arrive there he finds a, they find a bunch of like these like erotic literature books that it's like basically like greek like fuck mm. positions and everything <laughs> And he finds out that his like yeah his grandfather probably transformed into something too. But again, that's not something they explain right. in the book. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, there's a lot of stuff that's not explained in the book fully. Like the whole like his father in the beginning is sitting outside and he sees like the um Leah go into the uh, woods naked and he's like oh I'm gonna get you bitch I'm gonna fuck you bitch and he goes into the woods and he's looking for her and he's like ah and she's like giggling and stuff like that and he's like I'm gonna find you I'm gonna find you I'm gonna fuck you and then eventually he comes out to the opening on a dock and he turns around. And something hooved kills him and, oh. throws, and throws him in the water. But they don't ever tell you what that was either. Okay. It's not ever explained. Interesting. Um, and again, this is another one of these sought after books that I heard people talking about. 
and was not all it was cracked up to yeah. be as far as uh, I need to read a good William Johnstone after this to get myself back in the spirits. <laughs> I am in the midst of a Johnstone book good. right now. I'm reading right now. I'm not reading a William Johnstone book. I am reading a possibly amazing book. Yeah. It's, yeah. Mine has a lot of potential. It's, it's, it's called, good. The one I'm reading is called The Voice of the Clown. Yeah. And so, it's about a little girl who carries around <laughs> a little clown that no. tells her what to do. And it's I'm Chucky. I, and I'm already getting annoyed by it because it's just like, they would never understand her and her clown. Her, she had to take her clown everywhere. And that's like how every single page is yeah. written. And I'm just like, I'm like 50 pages in and I'm about to fucking put a bull in my head. But I like what's happening. And the story is super convoluted. Right. So we'll talk about them next. So some, some good things, uh, hopefully for the next uh, yeah. next edition. Yes. Yes. I think so. And then John will be done his too. Yes. All three of us. And you can talk about them Negroes. <laughs> and I'm illiterate, so I don't read it. <laughs> All right, it's time for Trailer Trash. chapter. Jason is back. He moves like a shadow. Dark and silent. Sorry, you change your mind? He never utters a word. He doesn't even seem to breathe. Where the hell's the car screw? He simply mindlessly mercilessly Kills. But now, Jason's reign of terror is over. Friday the 13th, the final chapter. Jason's unlucky day. Pleased to bring you our feature presentation. Our feature presentation is Friday the 13th, the final chapter from 1984, which was a Patreon pick by Nikki the Fox. I feel like I should have said that more fun. Nikki the Fox. Is that more fun? No. <laughs> no. Nikki the Fox! <laughs> I'm so sorry. Thanks, <laughs> uh, Also known as Friday the 13th Part 4. And I was like, do I say Friday the 13th Part 4? And then all the nerds are like, it's the fucking final chapter. So I didn't say it was Part 4. Yeah. I don't it know. It's a final chapter. They treated this one really. like a book. I don't know why. Uh, it was rated R, as you might have guessed. It had a budget of $2.6 million. 
And guess what, guys? It grossed $11.1 million dollars in the opening weekend in the U.S. That's why they're like, man, we're making a part five. Oh, my God. But guess what? The gross? $32.9 million. And we're making a part five. Fuck yeah. Or we're going to make a part 10. God damn it. Um, we're going to make part 10. <laughs> and it's going to be the best. It is going to suck ass. It's going to be like, he's going to turn into a Power Ranger version <laughs> oh my of God. Jason Voorhees. Well, yo, teleportation was strong in that movie. He turned into like, uh, what the fuck's that? What the hell's the evil dude from Power Rangers? Zed? I never watched that uh, shit. The dude with the chrome and shit. And he would look like he was all fleshy bits. I mean, how is he downstairs stabbing somebody? It's- and then how is he pulling somebody through a second story window like immediately afterwards? <laughs> Jason X before or after Jason versus Freddy? Before, before. right? Before. Yeah, okay. before. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see any of those. I'm finally making up, Freddy for, lo- making up for lost time. Taglines, three times before you have felt the terror, known the madness, live the horror. But this is the one you've been screaming for. Mm-hmm. I've known the madness. I mean, is it though? I don't know part three, when that, screaming? part three, when that guy has the bunny and he's eating all the produce, <laughs> he's eating all the chips and stuff like that. His wife's like, you can't keep eating all this, all of our food in here and petting your bunny. Then she's hanging the clothes and it's 3D. <laughs> Because that's how hard up they were to do oh a 3D God, shot. My God, we saw that in 3D. It was great. It was fucking awesome. It was so good. You know, even the lame shit was the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was fun. With like the yo-yo. The 3D yeah. yo-yo scene. <laughs> Jason's back, and this is the one you've been screaming for. It's the same thing. I feel like I yeah. said that already. Hmm. Jason's back, and he can never be whack. No. <laughs> This is the one you'll be dying for. Which is it? Am I dying or am I screaming I mean, for it? Somebody think, tell me how to feel. I think you scream and then you die. That's how What's that works. What's the computer say? But if I was actually dying, I wouldn't scream. I wouldn't do anything. I would just sob. That's the problem and with Jason X. Nobody screams when he's killing them. Yeah, but you just I mean, like, you're in space. Like, oh, no one can hear you. That's, so, that's true. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you, Melissa. Someone sent us a funny ass. I think, I think it was Rob. He sent me a funny ass screen cap of like a shirt and someone like had made an alien shirt. It said, in space. No one can hear you in space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Friday, April 13th is Jason's unlucky day. That's a spoiler, though, because you're basically saying that Jason's going to die. I want to know that. I, I, wanna, I, I want him to live for all time. I mean, but he does. He's fucking still alive, isn't well, he? Well, Roy comes back in part five. Whatever. JJ doesn't come back for real, for real until part six, as you remember. I mean, listen, yeah. I'm not a fucking as you do. nerd. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm not a fucking nerd, as Steph would frack say. Frack. As, I mean, the, as the wine runs deep. I know. It's so deep right now. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this episode, Steph. <laughs> so deep in my anus right now. Oh my god, Steph hasn't been like this since, uh, what was it, Fade to Black? Oh, that was, I don't know. Fade to Black. I was real drunk though. What was the episode that Ben was on? Yeah, Fade that to Black. That was wasted. I believe it was. Mm. Believe. Alright, back of the VHS. The body count continues in this vivid thriller, the fourth and final Question story mark. in the widely successful Friday the 13th series, Jason Crystal Lake's least popular citizen returns to wreak further havoc in Friday the 13th, the final chapter. After his revival in a hospital morgue, the hockey mask murderer fixes his vengeful attention on the Jarvis family and a group of hitherto carefree teenagers. Young Tommy Jarvis is an aficionado of horror films with a special talent for masks and makeup. 
Has the diabolical Jason finally met his match? Paramount Home Video 1984 release. Die, die, die. It kind of ramps up all of a sudden. You're like, okay, there's a weird family and, and the Jarvis family and carefree teenagers. And why is this Tommy going to be a match for Jason? Yes, yeah. Oh, he was a match. <laughs> because he had that weird bald cap on and was giving him a fever. He harnessed energy when he shaved his head. Oh, yeah. That's what it mm. was. Yeah. Directed by Joseph Zito. And you might recognize his name. Yeah, The Prowler. We've talked about that. Blood Rage, missing in action. He was obsessed with freaking Chuck Norris. Like when he, I mean, who isn't obsessed with Chuck Norris? He was like watching. I'm, I'm he, not, he was watching TV one day and he saw the commercial for Action Jeans and he's like, yeah. and I saw that man's ass and it was like one of the top ten asses in human history. And I said, let's fucking make a movie with this bra. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, man of action. Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Chuck Norris, he's got nerves of steel and strength to match. Chuck Norris with his team, Pepper. It's too dangerous, Chuck. Wow. Too much. Too much. Kimo, the Samurai Warrior. Reed, Chuck's teenage apprentice. Tabe, a sumo champion. With Chuck Norris, they battle the sinister forces of the Claw. Remember this. And the ruthless super ninja. Finish Norris! Chuck Norris stars in Chuck Norris Karate Commandos. Sometimes the things we want most are the hardest to get. That means you have to be even more determined to succeed. That's what it takes to be a winner. You have to want it bad enough to stick with it no matter how tough things get. And things got pretty tough for us down in Florida with the deadly dolphins. Uh, Invasion USA. My my favorite, I mean really my least favorite musician. <laughs> Alice Cooper, the man behind the mask. So the best little fucking thing I can give you about this guy is best little tidbit was he worked for a year doing pre-production on Canon Films version of Spider-Man. Mm. Um, and it's fucking funny, dude, because it was originally supposed to be uh, directed by um, Toby Hooper. Really? Yeah, because the Golan and the Globulus didn't understand like they didn't understand Spider-Man. They were sitting probably in like their like <laughs> oh like their huge mansion and yeah. they got like the rights to do a Spider-Man movie and they're like, Golan, yes, Globulus, we're going to make a Spider-Man movie. What? what do you think? I don't know, Golan, but spiders are hella crazy and scary, so it's gotta be a horror wait, movie. Am wait. I right, bro? So they didn't know it was a comic book character. They didn't know anything. So they're like, uh, Did this get made? No, no, so okay. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you about it. So ba- so what happened was they Got, they reached out to the guy who did the creator of The Outer Limits, Leslie uh, Stevens, and they basically were under the assumption that Spider-Man was like kind of like the wolf man. Spider-Man. Like, oh. was like supposed to be this. So he had, they had Leslie Stevens write a treatment reflecting that idea. <laughs> and so the story that he came up with was a corporate scientist 
intentionally subjects ID badge photographer Peter Parker to radioactive bombardment, transforming him into a hairy, suicidal, eight-armed monster. Yes. That sounds amazing. Why did this get made, <laughs> This human tarantula refuses to join the scientist's new master race of mutants, battling a succession of mutants kept in a basement laboratory. But what wait, happened wait, was... We need, what? Okay, if we need anything in life in this world, we need that. Yeah, exactly. But then Stan Lee heard about it, and he was pissed as shit, and he's like, who the <laughs> fuck is this Zeno, asshole? Bring him in. Bring him. Bring Zito in. What are they doing to my fucking movie, Zito? What are they doing to my Peter Parker? And Zito's like, all right, I'm going to get to the bottom of this. So he was brought on board <laughs> and they got rid of the fucking writer and they rewrote it. And so when they rewrote it, Canon Films is like, all right, listen, Zito, we're going to give you 15 to 20 mil to make this movie. Okay. Who do you want to be in it? And he's like, I want Tom Cruise no. <laughs> to be Spider-Man and I want Bob Hoskins to play Doc Ock. Okay. That's amazing, but but that blows your budget right there, doesn't it? Well, no, I mean this was early in oh, the eighties, okay, okay. so like I guess like you like, know this t- was like Tom yeah. Cruise was a, wasn't yeah. a big yeah. thing then. We're okay. in the wrong timeline because this movie needs to exhaust. <laughs> yeah, but apparently Doc Ock had like a um, catchphrase throughout the script that he always said "Okie dokie." That was like this thing that I read oh. that said he always said that. Um, but what ended up happening was. Canon got in over their heads with Masters of the Universe because it was oh, God damn it. It was si- he man, no. It was siphoning off all their funds, so they basically had to slash the budget to under ten million and Zito's like, nah, do- I'm do not it. doing this anymore, and he ended up leaving. Oh, well that sucks ass. Music by Harry Manfredini. God damn. If George Costanza had a mustache, he'd be the Manfredini. Yeah, what he- <laughs> yes. George is getting upset. George is getting upset. <laughs> And, I mean, he worked on a lot of things. The Friday the 13th series, the house series, the children, Swamp Thing, The Hills Have Eyes Part 2, Zombie Island Massacre, Slaughter High, Deep Star 6, and Wishmaster. Mm. He said uh, in an interview, he was classically trained, and he said that came in a lot of, it came in handy when he was working on the Anna Nicole Smith biographical movie. Did he what? <laughs> Oh, no. What? Yeah, he did no. the soundtrack for that. He did. Why does that exist? Can you just picture yeah. Manfredini like pulling up and back of the keyboard to get ready to start the soundtrack for that? What was he doing? Just like oh. hitting, making things that sounded like Cheeto farts and Mountain Dew farts on his I keyboard? Just, I just imagine he just probably pulled up nudes of her and was like, if this is what it takes. I and need then he just, hit, oh, no, he just hit the pump on the yeah. fucking lube. No, yeah, he, just, he pulled up pictures of her in her prime and he just dragged it across the freaking <laughs> keyboard <laughs> line. And he's like, this is my soundtrack. It was like, and every time the the keyboard pulled out a pubic hair, he was like, and that. That's the end of this song. And the producer was like, Harry, it just sounds like you were stragging it across the keyboard. Like, why, why were, did you really just strag it across the keyboard? And he's like, no, that's supposed to be like her mental trauma that's going right. on in her brain. And, oh, okay. It makes sense now. Because I thought you were stragging it. But if you're telling me you weren't stragging it, then, I, then I'm on board. <laughs> Makeup department. The one and only Tom Savines. He worked on Martin Maniac. Friday the 13th. The Burning, The Prowler. Got so many movies we've already covered, guys. Well, I mean, listen, show. we know him. Alone in the Dark, Day of the Dead. He's, He's got a special buddy. He said he would never do a, a Friday the 13th again because it didn't make sense, but then they're like, we're going to kill him off, so he came back, yeah. but he said the he said the catering was just not on par in this movie. <laughs> he said, I, I, t- I told Always. Zito that the bolognese sauce was supposed to be 75% beef, 25% pork, and don't Skip on the wine! Can you keep the screeching to <laughs> yeah, like I a mean, minimum? Like, you're, you're interrupted us, I feel I know. like. It's, I, just, it's like a, I mean, it's, it's grating. <laughs> and the, <laughs> the Supra Socks was like eating Chuck Norris's ass! It was too tough! Oh, well, look, lo- we all know that Tom Savini likes the Capricola. Okay? I, love, I love some Supra Socks, though. I mean, <laughs> come on. 
He he probably needed to get like his uh, what do they call that pomade like Italian pomade oh, for his mustache. Oh, he definitely uses pomade so for he, sure. Like yeah, he's like I need more Italian imported <laughs> pomade from Italy from the fucking goddamn oceans of Italy. Give it to me. The, o- the oceans. oceans. The oceans in Italy. <laughs> you know, all the oceans I that's mean, around I think Italy. There's like a sea there. Like the Mediterranean <laughs> I know sea. It's, for I, one. Listen, I know it's a boot. <laughs> oh, so yeah. there's oceans around the heel and the the, the, the tip, and ah. the forefoot. That's just your toss. Toxic masculinity because it's not a boot, it's a high heel. Atlantic or Pacific Ocean, Jesse? It's the Indian. I mean, it's neither. Everybody's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, uh, Steph, could you pause and and, and turn it around and flip it and reverse it and then do it more condescension? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I have to. to She's like, if you're asking for more condensation, I can always accommodate you. (laughs) Condensation? (laughs) Yes. Let me me breathe really close to this window. I have to to mention one final movie. Because he worked on Monkey Shines, which is my favorite cast. So those monkey ants. Judy Aronson as Samantha. She was in Weird Science, American Ninja. With the fucking Dudikoff. Uh-huh. Dudikoff. Uh-huh. She said every time she was on set, in between her thighs felt like a Brazilian steakhouse. Oh, gross. It was just all hot and wet and in there. And oh greasy. My. Yeah. Gross. After Midnight and The Sleeping Car. Peter Barton as Doug. He was in Hell Knight, The Powers of Matthew Starr, which was a TV series. And many soap operas. So when he died, uh, not no, I'm sorry, not when he died. When some old random dude died and gave the actor Peter Barton 1.5 million dollar estate, like what? left it Why? to him. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Because of this movie. He was probably like, I used to yank my ankle duster too when you were on the cover of Tiger Beat. The uh, he he was like a huge fan of one of his soap operas and. Left I him. mean, wow. he does have a chiseled jaw. He was, as I mean, Frank Zito. Okay. Any, Joseph anyone Zito listening, said. feel free. I mean, if you're on your deathbed, if you want to leave us <laughs> oh God, any please. amount of money, Dude, listen, we $10, accept $10, it. I'll we take accept. It. Thank Ryan, you. This, and the executor's <laughs> like, there must be a typo or something because he said, left money to say you love <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> please, people, make it happen. Don't please give anything. Make the dreams come don't true. Don't give anything to Jessup because he <laughs> screams too much, and I have to rip out my headphones because he gives me a migraine. <laughs> Get Botox, douche. We told you what to do, how to treat this. Just unsubscribe and go away. Yeah, go away. We love you though. Thank no, you. No, we don't. We fucking Read hate some you. Books. Kisses. Uh, Kimberly Beck as Trish. She was in Massacre at Central High. Roller Boogie. Death Street USA, aka Nightmare at Noon. Holy shit, starring Wingshauser. Oh, Wingshauser. George, George Kennedy. Oh, fuck. Uh, I want to cover that. And movie. that dude, uh, what's his name? Uh, Byron. Is it Byron James? The dude from fucking Blade Runner. Oh, man, I don't know. Oh, but yeah. the uh, he's will, he, But he's an albino. Yeah. That. I will watch he, anything that Wingshauser is. So I never in. knew this, but they made a fucking Blade Runner video game in 1997, and it's like Yo. a point and click like, PC game. Of course it and is. And it looks terrible, but at the same time, intriguing. <laughs> But if you want to check out a movie that that dude Byron James was in, watch the 1991 movie Mom. It's on fucking YouTube. You can watch it for free. It's hard as shit to get other than that. But it's weird, dude. It's Mm. about a guy whose mom turns into like, I don't want to say werewolf because they don't go by werewolf rules, but it kind of looks like a werewolf. Mm -hmm. But he has to take care of her and she's constantly killing and eating people. Clay Dwyer has a problem. His mother, Emily, had always been the perfect mother. Bruce, Dwyer. With a loving family. Oh, you're gonna have a baby. <laughs> but lately, hey. she just hasn't been herself. What's your favorite? Her appetite isn't what it used to be. I gotta be sick. She disappears 
and Clay finds her in the strangest places with the oddest assortment of people. What do you want? My mother. What do you do when the sweetest lady in the world turns mean? Ah! Let me out of here! Be quiet! Waking up the neighbors! Ah! My mother's upstairs. That was your mother? When do you say enough is enough? You can hide her away from the world, but you'll have a hard time keeping this mother down. What are we gonna do about? Huh? Stop it, you're acting crazy. I'm acting crazy, you just freaking killed somebody. Don't ever talk to me like that. I'm still your mother. Crispin Glover as Jimmy Mortimer. No, no, stop. Who dat? Crispin Hellion Glover. <laughs> Crispy. He, I mean, you, if you don't know who Crispin Glover he, is, yeah, I know, mean, he, come on, he's the adopted. Guy. He's the adopted son of Danny Glover. He is. He never knew he was oh, fucking... Oh, he's not biological? He didn't know he was white until he was seven <laughs> years old because Danny Glover didn't put any mirrors in the house. Oh, stop. And then he found out one day when he, and he was just like, oh my God. Tangerine. So he was in Back to the Future, River's Edge, Wild at Heart, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, Dead Man, The People versus Larry Flint, Willard. The Wizard of Gore. Family Ties. And he is in American Gods, which is a TV series. Dude, he was on and Family Charlie's Ties. Angels. Family Ties with little chubby uh, Michael J. Fox. And oh. he was in a recent movie called The Donner Party, which looks like someone filmed in their backyard oh, when no. it was snowing out and they're supposed he, to be cannibals. Yeah, he's pretty good in American Gods. He's got a production company called Volcanic Eruptions. And oh, yeah? his website, it looks it like porn? it was made so, with GeoCities. <laughs> oh, no. So I'll give, you, I'll give you some fun facts about him real quick. Uh, Crispin, he was named, his, his father named him after the uh, St. Crispin's Day speech in William Shakespeare's Henry V, oh, okay. which as follows. And Crispin Crispian shall near go by from this day to the ending of the world, but we in it shall be remembered. We few, we happy few, we band of brothers, for he today that sheds his blood with me shall be my brother, but he near so vile this day shall gentle his condition. And gentlemen in England, now abed, shall think themselves accursed they were not here, and hold their manhoods cheap, whilst any speaks that fought with us upon St. Crispin's Day. But can you do it as Yanosh Reeves? <laughs> Please. Yeah, I can do that for you. And Crispin Crispian shall near go by. Oh, yeah, oh I believe God. you. Why didn't you I believe you. Thank you. From this day Thank to you. the end of the world. But we in it shall be remembered. Oh, good, oh, good job. Um, Wait, what is it called? But I know. Why this, would you name your kid after that? What is it God, called when you're the the beat the beat of like um the way Shakespeare wrote his his poetry? It's like a, there's like uh, a name Iambic of it. Pentameter? pentameter. That's it. Thank you. I had pentameter in my Whoa. head. Whoa! Pulling out the big so, guns, taking off his goddamn. I went to college. <laughs> Real quick, guys. In yeah. 1989, during a hiatus from films, Glover released an album. 
on this album, there are covers of Charles Manson's I'll Never Say Never to Always. Women are sweet and girls are honey, but beat your meat and save your money. I'm an all-tool manipulator. I'll play with myself. I'm a master baker. I strut on by the corner hall and walk into the grocery store. These lit pages of their magazine are accompanied by their Vaseline. The lubrication is for masturbation. It's high time for a celebration. I'm feeling proud of my slab of meat. I get into the groove, I feel the beat. I'm up against the puzzling of the sink. I think they're getting funny. I start to blink. Mama, can't you say you asleep? I freeze, I don't know. A single piece, I'm an all toe. I'm a hip, you leader. I'll play with myself. I'm a cool operator. I get back to the groove. I feel the beat. My mind starts to stutter. I see the heat. The fine, clean girl at the Beverly Center is looking real good in a toughest sweater. Shiny material, hover slacks are getting to me. Okay, relax. Jacksonville for the looker She bounces herself over like a high-class worker My face beats raining I just can't stop I'm a curtain motif I'm ready to pop I'm an all-toe And if you later I'll play with myself I'm a master of beta I'm an all-toe And if you later I'll play with myself I'm a master of beta I'm an all-toe manipulator I play with myself, I'm a masturbator I look into the ceiling, I see what I know That feeling is a reeling, I think there's a glow I see everything so the bathroom door I be looking so cool my mama don't know I've been touching my tool I'm an all-tool and if you need I'll play with myself I'm a masturbator I'm so happy that I be a man cause I got the whole world in my hands I got the whole world in my hands I'm a happy that I be a man I'm an all-tool and if you need I'll play with myself I'm a masturbator You need
Uh, of course, he performed the cover of Michael Jackson's Ben when he was in Willard. Ben, yes. And he has written 15 to 20 books, which he constructs from books, other books, by reusing old novels and other publications which have fallen into public domain due to their age. He rearranges text, <laughs> blacks out certain standing passages, and adds his own prose into Fuck. the margins and elsewhere, Guys. thus creating an entirely new story. Fungus and the uncle had to labor after his family as he rested a moment from branding another. Your iron mustn't be either too hot or too cold. If you brand too slight, it won't last. If you brand too deep, the worms will get in. They will get in. The worms will get in. Where the books are buried. I know. Crispin. Listen, I edition. imagine I imagine the Crispin Glover is fell smelling his farts. 24 7. Oh, is he dude. married? Is he banging someone on the regular? One of his ear heroes was Andy Kaufman, oh, so he's got like that weirdness the that he wants yeah. to do. Uh-huh. Yep. And then I'll finish it with uh, John said he has a production company. He directed two movies. The first one is called What Is It? And it features an, a cast that all have Down syndrome. <laughs> and he has another movie called It Is Fine. Everything is fine. A fantastical psychosexual retelling uh-huh. of, life, weird. of life from a man born with severe cerebral palsy. And finally, uh, Corey Feldman as Tommy, little, little Tommy Jarvis. He, I mean, God, if you don't know who Corey Feldman is at this point in your life. I mean, right, yeah, you right now, he's channeling Michael Jackson. Oh, he is. Absolutely. Um, he was in Gremlins, Friday the 13th, A New Beginning, The Goonies, Stand By Me, The Lost Boys. I mean, three of the best movies ever made right yes, there, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, License to Drive, The Burbs, another amazing movie. Love that awesome. Movie. I mean, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, uh, yes. Donatello. My favorite turtle. What? Meatballs 4. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. I couldn't get that out. Tales from the Crypt, The Assassin from 1994. And then also Tales from the Crypt, Bordello of Blood. So I have some more trips about him. Please. He released a hip-hop single in <laughs> 1993. No! Look, look it up on YouTube Jesus. called Honesty. Pretty fucking amazing. <laughs> When he was in E.T., the role was actually supposed to be really bigger. It was supposed to be a bigger role. He was supposed to be Elliot's best friend. Mm-hmm. But they basically kept rewriting it, rewriting it, so it became nothing. So because of that, Steven Spielberg later offered him the roles in Gremlins and The Goonies. And because of his role in The Goonies... Thank he, God he was in The Goonies. He was only able to work on the movie we're covering today for a limited amount of time because he was immediately pulled away. That's why he couldn't shave uh, his head because he had to have right. hair for Goonies. Um, he has a memoir which was released in <laughs> 2013 titled choreography <laughs> no of course his most recent he has a bunch of albums guys Well, he has like what is this? Five albums. Corey's Angels is that what they're uh, called? Because no, it's called the Corey the the Truth Movement. 
Um, but what about his like women? That they're dance? just called his angels. Oh, yeah. His angels. So his fifth yeah. and most recent album was in 2016, which was called, and listen to the title guys, <laughs> Angelic to the Core. Because <laughs> his name's Corey Feldman. You yep, got it? You got yeah. It? Featuring it. the Billboard Smashers, no. Forbidden Attraction, Duh, and Lickety Splickety. Oh, man. And it has two sides. The one side is called <laughs> Angelic Funkadelic, which includes a track with Bong Ripper, the D-O-double-G Snoop Dogg. Oh, shit. <laughs> and then the other side is called Angelic Rockadelic, which includes a track with the rock uh, rap megastar. Fred Durst. Oh, man. You get in the chainsaw and it's getting your ass rolled. Keep rolling, shit. rolling, rolling, so rolling, you, rolling. What? So if you really want to like just like nod out on a Saturday night, guzzle a bottle of fucking whiskey and put mm. on some of that music and you'll never hate I your life. it would depress me so much. I wish I just had fuck you royalty <laughs> money where I could just have these well, stupid side projects well, no, that will dude, never amount to any thing, money. The, the thing that's funny is like when he was releasing that last album, he wanted to raise $100,000 via Kickstarter to make no. the album. He raised like Ten thousand, <laughs> so but still, ten, but still ten thousand. You know, what I imagine saying? people were like, "Corey, what's your business model?" It had three paper clips. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what is your actual business model? This it, one, this album will go the farthest. <laughs> <laughs> we need solid reasoning. <laughs> what's the science behind this? Paper it, has, it has two sides. <laughs> so it goes the farthest. <laughs> yeah, but that's not business. That's not business work. Two sides. <laughs> like, oh that's God. what I was doing. I basically oh thought if I said it enough, the teacher would be like, oh, I, I wasn't understanding your bullshit science, Jesse. I'm sorry. I mean, it worked for Trump. Oh. And I, want, I, want, I want to mention two more people real quick. Bonnie Hellman, she plays the hitchhiker. She's the unsung hero, guys, because you would not believe today if I told you she is still fucking acting and she's still been in movies. Really? She has been in every fucking TV show ever goddamn mage has over a hundred hundred fucking credits Ooh, why wouldn't we believe that jesse she's got two arms two legs and a head why wouldn't she still be acting yeah bonnie hellman by the way which which by the way that name's not good um <laughs> hellman's mayonnaise is the real mayonnaise don't use miracle whip no it's disgusting. no miracle whip. <sighs> miracle whip. God damn. actually it's no, disturbing because need- miracle whip will not disclose what actually miracle whip is made of no you need to get that paleo oh, we fucking do. We shit have, with the avocado we in have it. avocado oil mayonnaise in our refrigerator it is delicious it's delicious it's fucking great is people are like afraid of mayonnaise actually there's this group of people that yeah. are, are terrified by so it. so is it like super healthier or like what yeah, it's just I mean, it's just nerds can just, say that it's got avocado it's in healthier, it well, it so it's millennial it. mayo yeah. it doesn't yes. have, it doesn't have canola oil in it which, right, is, yeah. which is satan's oil yeah mm-hmm. it is that's Rape, what it, rapeseed it comes right from his asshole his yeah, yeah his, his, his balls are just called. coated in canola yeah and finally i'll mention uh Ted White, he played Jason. Um, he was in Demonoid, Romancing the Stone, Tron, Starman, The Hidden, Soylent Green, The Manitow, which people talk about that movie is fucking amazing. It's the, coming out on Blu-ray. The ending is okay. The rest of that movie is trash. So people need to get fucking... People! Get but where's Kane? Green is where's the people. nipple strut? Uh, Are you talking bad about the Manitow? Unsubscribe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Night of the Juggler, Escape from New York, Short Circuit, he played the oh, fucking stunt yes. double for Fisher Stevens. Oh, please. Oh because, my God. Because yes. they look exactly the same. And he was in, uh, he's a stuntman in Death Wish for the crackdown, which he is looks fucking, like Charles Manson, I mean, Charles Bronson. Also. He looks oh. amazing. He looks like, he looks like he could be a stunt double or a body double for Ronald Reagan. No, dude, watch, watch, uh, Death Wish for the crackdown because he's got a remote control soccer ball that oh, explodes. Shit. There's an amazing, do. there's an amazing scene with Danny Trejo sitting Who at a fucking bar in that movie? and explode it. What? Who gets raped in that movie? In part four? Yeah. I mean, somebody does. Everyone gets raped in every movie. I yeah. thought you were suggesting that Danny Trejo got no, raped no, in that he, movie. Does he? Is he a rapist? Yeah, Charles Bronson rapes him. <laughs> no, come on. 
Those movies are upsetting because in every movie it's like my daughter got raped, my house, my my maid got raped, but he always, my so-and-so got but raped. But he always takes it in stride. He's like, my daughter got raped. And he's like, but I got to go back to the architect firm and build some houses. He's like, he's nothing really like bothers him too Jeff deep. Goldblum is a rapist. Formats VHS released in 1984 by Paramount Home Video. DVD first released in 2000 by Paramount Pictures with many re-releases. Blu-ray first released in 2013 by Warner Brothers. Also with many re-releases. Digital render own through YouTube, Google Play, Amazon Prime, and iTunes. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful when you're getting this uh, on VHS because you got to make sure, you know, LP or SP is going to make a hell of a difference what with the, in the quality. What's LP and SP? You just look it up. Oh, okay. Look it up. Thanks, it's thanks one, for... one paper clip or two paper Okay. Clips. <laughs> exactly. Thanks. <laughs> Trivia. The strange dance which Jimbo performs at the party was, I mean, listen. It's Chris. How many of us just know that he made that shit up? Yeah. Right? Of course he did. Okay. Yeah, there's no way. They didn't have a choreographer. <laughs> yes. It was Corey Fellin. So, yeah, <laughs> it was contributed by actor Crispin Glover, Glover and was based on the eccentric way he actually danced in clubs. Please, oh let me my see some God. footage. I want to see some real actual footage Listen, of him dancing Steph, like this. He's not married yet. I just looked this information <laughs> up. There's still hope for us. Please. How so, old is he? 54. Does oh. Alex have some competition now? No, he doesn't, but imagine, I'm just saying. Imagine how he probably goes down on a woman. He probably pretends he's flinging like Doritos oh off of God. his tongue. Like, he no, motorboats he like better, a motherfucker. He is better than Doritos, Jess. What do you mean? I mean, he, he probably doesn't. He probably's like, I wouldn't eat Doritos. I only Oh, he is vegan. Eat. He's vegan. Well, there you go. Is yeah. he? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I knew it. Damn. And yeah, so on the set, he was dancing to Back in Black by my least favorite fucking band in the world, ACDC. That, that is, actually syncs up. I it mean, does. it should have now because like no. that is like way, that's not <laughs> like a song you fucking move that fast to. Listen, uh, he, he just feels the energy. They should have okay? put some like fucking like 80s I think trance is, on. Though. And the scene, uh, the scene was filmed. Melissa, you thought that the fucking dude was a punk in fucking... Bird box. In the film. Bird box. Bird box. <laughs> in the film, an edited version of Love is a Lie by Lion was dubbed into the scene. At the time, this installment of the series contained the most nudity and gore. Oh, and I believe the it. nudity is a 10. I mean, the gore, I mean, though, like, is yeah, like, dude, it's a little disappointing. 15 minutes in, you get fucking tits. 15 minutes in, you get gore. 15 minutes in, you get tits. 15 minutes in, you get It's like, it, he's following. Formula. He's following yeah. it. What is it called? The Da Vinci Code? Is that what it's called? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> oh my god. Hello, Isn't that weird Hanks. kid from the Sixth Sense in that? It's the is Fibonacci it? tit sequence. No, he's not in that. What am I thinking of? I don't know. Something else. Some other kind of like code that they had to break, like Mercury <laughs> Rising or something like that. You're talking about the Dan Brown shit that he's in? Yeah. No, I think you're talking about like that where the like with Kevin Spacey where he's like, oh, we gotta that do movie's good amazing. deeds and then we gotta give them pass pay it, it all, pay it forward, pay it forward, pay it forward. You know what about? With Helen Hunt as the alcoholic <laughs> and Kevin Spacey as the half burned man. How did we get here? No, <laughs> half burned. That's right. His dad set him on fire. It's the story. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. During filming, Kimberly Beck, who I feel bad laughing about that. (laughs) But you're still laughing. (laughs) Kimberly Beck, who plays Trish, experienced strange occurrences, including a man watching her while she ran in the park and strange phone calls at all hours. This stopped when production was over. Because it was Joseph Zito. What? Somebody? Yeah. God. (sighs) I'm going to lick your gut. I'm going to lick your gut. Oh, my God. (laughs) Agnes. 
Agnes. He's like, I, I'm sitting over here with a with a large pepperoni pizza with anchovies, and I just I want someone to share it with and have sex. Oh I left a cigarette in your sink, and you don't even smoke. Oh <laughs> Deep cuts. He oh time travels. God. No. <laughs> Kimberly Beck stated in the Crystal Lake Memories book that she does not like the horror genre. In addition to this, she also said that she feel she feels this film was not even a B movie, but rather a C movie. Yeah, that bitch Did needs to be B. Did she do anything? Fuck that bitch. I think she's a C. Never mind. UNT. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. <laughs> Damn. Steph, I didn't think I you mean, used that word. Uh, listen, I love the word cunt. I think it's, a, it's a great word. <laughs> Steph also like brought blood. It, Steph brought it back to 1992 with that like burn. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. I was just like, I felt like I was like back in middle school again. But you starts with a Y, so that makes no sense. I mean, that's just the. Letter. I mean, you say you. I know. The workout video <laughs> Axel watches is Arabisize. Oh my god! Let me say something. Nineteen eighty-two. Once, once I found that out, eBay. Time to get it in. <laughs> it stars Darcy DeMoss because they're doing crab walk ass to ass and they're oh like they no sense. They're literally touching ass. Like, like they're they're doing ass to ass, but there's four people. I don't, I don't know the aerobics where you you get friction burns on your asshole. No, yeah. it's not. None of the things they're it's doing. They're basically striking each but other's assholes across like, each other. But isn't this a theme? Because I feel like there have been other movies that we've discussed where people have been watching aerobic yes. videos where women are just thrusting their pelvises. It was before mm. scrambled porn. <laughs> you just had to find the aerobics channel and it was basically going Wait, through the Macy's catalog. Was that a thing? Was that an aerobics channel? Look, men back then had two, know. they had two things. They had aerobicize <laughs> on the television and they had the Bradley's catalog that would arrive and they'd flip to the lingerie section before their wife found it. Yep. Bradley's? I, know, I, don't, I, don't, I never even heard of Bradley's. What Bradley's. is this? What world is this? An old department <laughs> store. You know, from from the 80s. What? Me and Steph were watching. What the hell are we, what the hell are we watching? The, um... What the hell is that movie that we watched? The uh, the Western movie, the proposal, the proposition, proposition. Which okay, yeah, guys, the proposal also with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> no, the proposition is amazing. Guy Pierce, Danny Houston, fucking watch it. It's amazing. Okay. Oh, it's got so, Guy so, Pearson. So, no wonder. No, but, oh, yeah. so but we're so watching good. that, and like she was trying, she was looking at a catalog, and it was all like all the dresses they had, but they were like shitty hand drawn yes. pictures. Of I was like, that was a suck back then. Like, oh my god, this just one black colored solid line drawing of this dress looks beautiful. <laughs> I want to order that. <laughs> and people were probably Le- using that to jerk off. Like, because Jesse's just- like, oh, that must have sucked back then. And meanwhile, my paperback's from hell. Which one shall I pick? I should pick this one because the cover's really cool why is it why is it so disappointing how would a drawing be easier than just taking a picture of it that well, makes no sense it was back in like what the 1800s but so the 1800s like, yeah. and then you were talking a, no the proposition yeah. was, like, okay. it was like oh it's an australian western movie okay so it's like cowboys that in makes australia sense. okay it's the best continue well so what did they do at a time before cameras <laughs> Are you telling me the iPhone never... I, what, what, there was a time when it didn't exhaust? I mean... I didn't hear the part where it was in the past. I definitely thought we were talking 1980s and it made no sense. Well, so you need to put your target... Your, you need to flip your targeting computer back up. So anyway, Darcy right, DeMoss... Let's put it in the computer right now. Oh my god, this episode is trash. <laughs> it's just... We're gonna get so many complaints! I think it's a 10 right I'm now. On I'm on board. I'm on board. Okay, so Darcy DeMoss... 
anytime, anytime Steph takes it to the drunk level, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy yeah. she's happy having happiness in her life. Oh my god, <laughs> happy, happy. He's like, usually Steph is sad and crying, so I'm really happy that she's I didn't, happy. I didn't, I didn't hear happy. I didn't I mean, hear happiness. I heard have penis. And was like, I, mean, oh, I mean, Jesse thinks he's getting it in tonight. I mean, so. you see how I work. It's called. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, she went on to have a role. So in I advertise fr- my penis like they live. Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. Jason lives from 1986. Barbara Howard, who played Sarah, used a body double for her shower sex scene. Prude. Yep. Oh my Trude god. Out. Come Trude on. Out. She's allowed to not want to show off the goods. Listen, if I had some nice tits, wrong. I'd be showing them off all the time. Yeah. I mean, I mean that was ass was pressed against but, that shower I door. Also, I also don't agree with that because I don't get to go into work and say I don't want to do this one thing. You're hired. <laughs> Take that fucking top off for the camera right now. No. You know? Let's see those boobies. I mean, uh, you know, when they did that scene, Joseph Zito actually got in the shower naked so the, oh, and, and started kissing no. up I mean, on Doug. They could have like, look, it's not that hard, Sarah. If Joseph Zito <laughs> would have shaved his chest, they could have just closed, did a close-up of his tits and I still would have been on board. Because <laughs> they probably look fucking fine. <laughs> Big-ass fucking pepperonski nips. Yeah, probably. Looking like sop- super sots. God, stop talking about super sots. <laughs> yeah, it's one cured meats now. The Capricoles. <laughs> Writer Barney Cohen originally wrote a scene involving Jason fondling Trisha's breast, Whoa. but the producers vetoed it. Good for them, because and that shit no. is fucking true, and he admits to it, and I don't understand why. It's not like a Jason thing. Yeah, it's, it's not. not. It's why? fucking stupid. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Um, director Zito also disliked the scene because it made Jason seem too human and less menacing. He says He's not a, rapey he says at all. A, he says in an interview, it's like, it's like I, asked the, I asked the director for two things. I said, one, can we unmask Jason? He said, unequivocally yes i said two <laughs> can we possibly fondle tris's breast just for a minute i mean a minute that's all i want is a minute to fondle the breasts and he said no and i said i'm striking and never mind <laughs> well it wouldn't <laughs> make sense it. for like his entire development because nope. his whole thing is he drowned because those counselors were like fucking and i feel yeah. like he shows up whenever people jason are getting down not, with it yeah yes. that's true because jason it's is not michael myers he is not driven by sex yeah he's not horny yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, none of them are though like michael myers isn't grabbing but tits in two, he's getting his finger sucked off <laughs> He let that happen for a little he too did. long. He did. You weren't here for that. It's okay, Steph. But he's just a man. He can have these <laughs> sensation. He's just a man. I think he was just confused because, like, the amount of blood and finger gristle underneath his fingertips that mm. she was sucking out of there, he was like, that cannot be good. But, but she's still doing it. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I just thought in that moment when he was getting his finger sucked off, it was like me when I was a kid and I came out of the pool and had the P-roll bed and my penis touched the toilet lid a little too hard. And I was oh like, God, oh what? my God. <laughs> Why did my penis leave a snail trail? And it felt great. <laughs> what? <laughs> and, so, and so I just kept flicking it with my middle finger and, it, <laughs> and then it spit. And I was like, oh. It's so, I can't think of you as a no. child with an erection. Um, you just learn. <laughs> no. Nature makes you learn. Or when you yeah. wake up and you're just fucking to yeah. the bed. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wake up. That and still <laughs> happens. <laughs> but, but you don't think even the more like this. When, when you're a guy and you get an erection for the first time oh and, you, and you realize God. that any flat surface feels really good if you press up against <laughs> it hard enough. surface? That makes no sense. No, what? The first Jesse, am I wrong? It's oh, that's the best. I don't understand. <laughs> the first Guys, time. Listen, we've discussed this. Me waking up and like, are you humping? <laughs> it happens. Yeah, the first time I had a wet dream, I was like, "Mom, did you pour pancake batter in my pants when I was sleeping? Is this piss quick?" 
Because <laughs> I didn't know what it was. Because I didn't know oh, about Cummings. Good. I didn't know what it was. Oh, this is ambrosia. God, grow, you know, growing up fucking sucks. I thought my man. dick leaked that night. I was like, what is this? Do I need to put on a dick diaper before I go to oh sleep? Oh, God. Stuff, stuff oh, tissues down there. This isn't okay. Oh, oh no. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Director Joseph Zito wanted Jason's hockey mask to explode apart in the opening credits. But there was not enough time I mean, in post-production to pull off happened. this gag. It's because he's fucking he all this all these action movies he's done. He's just he's he's a little too hype. Like yeah. it, like in the beginning of the fucking goddamn thing when there's a helicopter. And that helicopter does not need to be there. Yeah, why? Zito. Just relax. Zeets. <laughs> Big Zeets. Distinguished <laughs> film critic Rod, Roger Ebert called, ah. called oh, this oh, I've film. Heard, I've heard of him. You heard of him? Yeah. He called this film an immoral and reprehensible piece of trash. And why you know the what? fuck were they even covering this? Exactly. And you know I what? Know. That's why Jesus took his no, tongue and, and chin. Uh, no. Where is this Back then, they would call that viral marketing because people probably went, oh, Roger Ebert thinks this fucking movie is a piece of trash? I'm going to go I'm see, gonna it. see it. Yes. That's why freaking the last more set wrote that song, Ironic. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Don't when Roger think? Ebert gets bone cancer in his jaw no. and he can't speak anymore. Because he looks like Dr. Tongue. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucked up. <laughs> so fucked up. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he waited that whole his whole damn life to take that flight. Get the fuck out of here, <laughs> Melissa. Switch off your targeting computer now. I can't. It's not dialed in. Melissa's not dude, here anymore. I just think it's. I think it's funny how I was trying to sing ironic, but I but I actually sung the melody of "Listen to Your Heart" and no one told me out of it. When it's calling to you. <laughs> Listen to your tongue <laughs> when it's drooling on you. No. Try to make a word. You gotta do this review. I don't know where this no. is going. No. I don't know him. And I don't know oh what. But I didn't like this movie. And I'm falling at the door on my face. Oh my god. Listen, he's fucking dead. Okay. He is so. dead. That is Listen. a fact, Stephanie. He is dead. I mean, here's the thing, Steph. When someone talks as much shit as they did in, in Robert Ebert's lifetime, you're allowed to talk shit about him in, when he's in the grave. I mean, is that true? Yes. This is like. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you? Is this how you me? win? Is this how you win most most conversations with Steph? Yes. Is this true, Jesse? Yes. Uh, 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 Steph, I believe that I is just, true. I say, Unequivocally. I just no. say this. I say, wheels of life keep on turning. No, don't say that. I don't know where I <laughs> <laughs> No. And she's like, okay. No. I like, guys. It makes me think of Val Kilmer on this uh, fucking video. Oh God! Don't that, talk about him. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. I know you're alive still, but R.I.P. His voice is so weird. I mean, R.I.P. to his face and voice. Oh. I mean, I like that he's self-aware enough that he thinks he's an old woman. Yeah. No. Oh, that was the best. You know what, though? I, if he wasn't such a dick when he was younger, I wouldn't. I'd feel bad for him. Mm -hmm. But because I just, I just think of him on the set of uh, I don't know, Dr. Moreau <laughs> being an asshole. Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, you got, you got what was coming to you. He's got a rep. I mean, maybe. Due to the production's low budget, several actors had to perform uncomfortable or dangerous stunts themselves, ah. including Judy Aronson, who was required to remain submerged in a lake in near freezing temperatures, and Peter Barton, who was actually slammed into the shower wall when Jason attacks him. Damn. Ted White, who portrays Jason, advocated for several of the actors, requesting that Barton be allowed to use a crash pad and threatening to quit when director Joseph Zito refused to allow Aronson to get out of the lake between takes. It's funny, when you watch the behind-the-scenes stuff, like, Zito doesn't a at all act like there was bad blood between him and Ted White, but then when you, like, read all the trivia, they act like there was all this bad blood oh. between them. Like, I mean... White and I Zito know. ultimately developed a combative relationship on set, which resulted in White demanding his name be removed from his the credits, calling it a, quote-unquote, piece of shit. 
He's a very opinionated dude because he had problems with the Felds on set too. Oh, did he? But he was, he was like, like a that little pro- kid. That precocious bastard had too much fucking energy running around. <laughs> Is this the guy well, that played Jason? Yeah. yeah. But you know what's funny? We wa- we were watching like a documentary and Corey Feldman was like, yeah, he was like a you know a cowboy type, and I couldn't really relate to him because I'm not like a cowboy type. Well, also you're like fucking five. Yeah, so, dude. <laughs> like, he was what? like a little kid. Yeah, it's strange. You talk about dude. Um, the idea for the final death sequence of Jason was conceived while the special effects crew was messing around in their workshop one day. John Volich, we're going to say Volich, I don't know, another special effects artist, was toying around with machete effect from George Romero's Dawn of the Dead from 78 when the idea came to Savini to reuse it for Jason's ultimate demise. All of the effects, masks, and props in Tommy's workshop belong to special effects artist John Volich again who would later go on to work on Day of the Dead, Troll, Dolls, The Lost Boys, Fright Night Part 2, Two Evil Eyes, The Dark Half, and Night of the Living Dead from 1990. He's a tour de force as well. I mean, clearly, when you see these men, and there's that one prop where it's like he puts the puppet thing. I mean, obviously a little kid didn't Seth just kept shit. getting mad every time a mask was shown. Yeah. <laughs> How is he yeah. <laughs> and I was like, just fucking relax. Step I a can't movie. suspend my disbelief. Also, yeah. wouldn't he be like high as shit making the fucking latex in an yeah. enclosed environment? <laughs> He's just walking around all fucking messed up. And finally, the last bit of trivia, an alternate ending was filmed, but ultimately cut from the final movie. It starts with a shot of the exterior of the Jarvis residence, the morning after Jason is killed. The camera enters the destroyed front door to find Trish and Tommy passed out on the couch. Trish wakes up to the sound of approaching police sirens. She wakes up Tommy and goes to the window, seeing the police arrive at the house next door. She tells Tommy to go get help. Exhausted, she sits back down on the couch and then um, hears water dripping from the top of the stairs Uh, onto the floor next to her. She goes upstairs to investigate and discovers her mother's body submerged in the tub. She rushes to her mom and picks her up while sobbing hysterically. Suddenly, her mom's eyes open, revealing completely milk eyes. Yeah, milk eyes. In the corner of the room, she ejected un- uh, semen into her eyes. Yeah, <laughs> it says it cures blindness. <laughs> An unmasked and bloody Jason raises the machete towards Trisha- Trisha's neck. Trish screams and wakes up in the hospital, where the original ending leaves off. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's also, I mean, like just on the low key, guys. If you have glaucoma or you're starting to get some hints of glaucoma. Inject cum in your eyes. <laughs> or Easy. Please the don't do that. Just please don't do that. Jerk off, bend over on the couch, get your penis as close as you can <laughs> to the head, the uh, your eyeball, and just squirt right in your eyeball. Oh my god! Pry it open. Shoot, shoot. shoot. It's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And now we will return after a brief intermission. <laughs> In your brain already full of mush, you want to pollute that worthless mind of yours even more. Seek out the devil worshippers and to purify their spirits by burning them! The man has gone berserk while watching a double feature horror program. Love and lust are the same to him, like being raped by the devil. His kind of love can only bring you sin, and his arms can only bring you evil. Satan is real. Beyond the limits of mortal fear, outside the realm of imagination, there's a place where every nightmare you've ever had 
comes true. <laughs> Pleasant nightmares, friend. <laughs> Greetings, Lyle Listener. It's your old pal, the Pickerist, here. You must have done something really awful to end up at a place like this. Let me guess. You were birds at the stake for practicing witchcraft. Nah, too old world. You were fried in the electric chair for cannibalizing your neighbors. Nah, too many calories. I got it. You're in league with Satan. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Spirit of the Demon, be <laughs> It's like my mother always used to say. Get a job doing something you love, and it'll never feel like work. Well, let me tell you something. I was born to do the devil's work. Now, where is that infernal soul extractor? <laughs> you see, people think the soul leaves the body when you die, but that's simply not true at all. It hides, and it's my job to find it! <laughs> right now, you're probably asking yourself, Well, what am I supposed to do? I'm just a lower-level corpse. Ask no more, my unindoctrinated friend. You can visit our website at sayyoulovesatanpodcast.com. <laughs> there, you can buy the latest in Corpse Wear. Leave a voicemail to be featured on Spill Your Guts. Or support the show directly by becoming a Patreon member and supplying Satan with cold, hard cash. Send your hate mail to sayyoulovesatanpodcast at gmail.com. Join the Devil Worship on Facebook at Say You Love Satan 80s Horror Podcast or follow the Congregation of Degradation on Instagram at Say You Love Satan Podcast. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes to be automatically entered to win a free t-shirt. <laughs> and before you go, there's just one more little thing I'll be needing. It won't hurt much. All of the mutilations, bodily dismemberments, and cannibal rituals were performed by seasoned professionals. Please do not attempt any of these stunts at home.
Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to start the show off tonight a bit differently than usual. Um, so yeah, with like with any other Friday the 13th movie, we begin with a recap. Yes. In case you've Thank never, God. you have not seen the previous movies and you have no idea. Previously who Jason on Bor- The Young and the Restless. <laughs> exactly. You don't know who Jason Voorhees is, they will fill you in. And now the startling conclusion, the final <laughs> chapter. Yes. And then you get a slashed mask and title credits. Yeah. Joseph, hashtag Joseph Zito. Hashtag action movies. I like it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not, I, I will say my favorite part six, that intro in part six, pretty, pretty dope. When he's like James Bond in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that like noise that. was. But it was him turning like. Okay. That's James Bond. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. that, you're the best. I mean, you need to do the special effects for every movie. <laughs> you can do all the fucking sound design. Probably the is you're turning your body. It's a slowly. quick turn to the camera. Like I'm facing you this way. Nope. To the right. Okay. But what does blue steel sound like? I don't know. <laughs> Um, and what, also, did, what did real steel sound like? Also, this is the final chapter because, guys, Jason dies in this one. Yeah. Oh, Am I right? He's, Didn't he die in the last one, though? He dies until Corey <laughs> Feldman gets cocky and visits the gravesite. Die, die, and die. Electricity brings him back. Yeah. I mean, that's what happens, you know? It does happen. Electricity. So it's basically the scene is them cleaning up the mess from part three. From part three, right? There's a helicopter, police helicopter. There are paramedics. Ecto, Very Ecto Halloween, too. Is on <laughs> the scene. As per police procedure, you get the smallest Ziploc bag you can find to put the axe head into it. Dude, it was, <laughs> they had a Ziploc bag to put like mini sized pretzels in, <laughs> like yeah. little mini pretzel rods, and they put a huge axe in it. Where's yeah. the one survivor, right? Like, where did she go? But I do like how they're very adamant about strapping dead Jason to the gurney. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I definitely thought that those um, emergency responders were going to get it here, but they did not. No, they don't. I mean, it's true. They don't. He, he takes some time to regenerate. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to be abilities. exactly like Halloween 2. We're going to leave <laughs> some stuff that's mm-hmm. different. But I do like how they kind of, everyone, okay, first of all, this is the, probably the quickest that anyone has left a crime scene. Like, the yes. police have finished up at a crime it scene. Hasn't and the helicopter was there for no reason. It's right. not even daylight. And they're like, 10 bodies got that shit on lock. Right. No, dude, they got the murder weapon in a Ziploc bag. Yeah. That's all they need. And, and the yeah. killer's there. He's dead. And they're like, everyone drive off. And then you hear crickets because... I wish we would have seen like one person go through the house at night. They're like, oh, yeah, well, there's a lot of tire tracks. That's kind of weird. Anyway, put the key in the lock. Go in. The- oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, like the next rental property people. They were going there for the summer. Got this Airbnb. Was like really cheap. Pet friendly. I don't understand why. Clean wife, up your own mess. Wife's like, I told you. I f- didn't I fucking tell you. <laughs> it was Your face steal. is going to look like Italy. <laughs> oh it was $50 a night. I don't understand. Yeah. So then we see the EMTs that are like wheeling him into the hospital because I mean, do you wheel a dead body through an entire hospital? Yes, you do. Or do you take him through the morgue? I don't know. I don't know. It's like there's a special entrance. No? Um, Ours maybe is in not. the basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they get into the, the morgue and I don't I know. I mean, they had an amazing camera angle here, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when they put the, the steady gurney ca- cam. Yeah, oh, yeah, when they, yeah. put the, they basically put the, the camera <laughs> on Jason's stomach. Yep. <laughs> they were trying to compete with Halloween 2 again. <laughs> well, I mean, they didn't have to compete that much because this was a very well-lit hospital and you could actually see every corridor and surface i mean but were there security cameras 
No. To show me all of these things. <laughs> all the angles. No. So um, Unnecessary. They they get Jason to the morgue, and I don't know who Axel's supposed to be. Is he a doctor? He's a mystery. Is that his name? Oh, no. His name's Axel. He's a mysterious. Why, He's the designated lab coat technician that has to eat a tuna salad sandwich yes. from every scene. And Thank you, John. It, and place the sandwich on the body. Which we saw in what other movie? Uh, every movie that has a corner <laughs> exactly. in it always has a guy eating a messy exactly. sandwich. Also, this yeah. is the first scene of two scenes where they talk about tuna salad sandwiches. Hashtag Joseph Zito loves tuna salad sandwiches. Yes. Also, he's kind of creepy because he's making comments about how hot the other body is. Yes. Oh, nice looking girl. Yeah. Uh, hi here. This is uh, this is right at Barney, uh, uh, Barney Cohen. Um, and they they did they took out my my Trish Fondling scene, so I I felt to to make an homage to uh, uh tuna salad sandwiches would be more accurate to the film and, and the Jason's motivations to kill people. Well, he, he said in the interview with him, like necrophilia and tuna style sandwiches go together like yeah. peanut butter and jelly. I mean, it does. Yeah, I think so. I mean, is tuna fish like a metaphor for pussy? Is that what we're hearing? <laughs> I mean, could be. I mean, it's moistened by mayo. <laughs> I mean, and he was going Listen, to town on it, so it's kind of I, a metaphor for muff diving. I kind of love tuna salad sandwiches, and I never think of vagina while meeting them, so I'm not sure about the question. Uh, I mean, Steph, so your opinion's invalidated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anybody who thinks about tuna fish when and pussy, they have mental problems. I mean, because your vagina should not smell like tuna. No, it be, shouldn't. Because <laughs> once you make that connection, <laughs> shouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's isn't there a saying though, Steph? <laughs> I think it's, if it smells like fish, have a dish. Listen, like, what does salad, that mean? It's tuna like, salad downtown? Don't want to chow down. No. Okay, <laughs> that seems legit. Right. All right, thank you. Yes, I thank think you. It, <laughs> it's an unhealthy vagina. See your gynecologist. <laughs> Well, then basically, take Axel... A, you know, Steph says, take a swab. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see that swab. I'm going to look it under honey, the microscope. I'll diagnose honey, you. Honey, what are you doing with that Q-tip? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then Axel, like, basically just immediately starts hitting on a nurse, and he's like, yeah, meet me in the cold room later. And she's like, yeah, I'm on board in the cold room. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the penis is never on board with the cold room. I mean, it's, uh, it's too he, cold, isn't it? But they but never she, are in the cold room, yeah, because it, when she comes in later... yeah. And she just wants to watch the news. She wants to see the she news. She doesn't want to watch the fucking the workout leisure outfit thing that's happening <laughs> on there. Athleisure? Yeah, I don't know. It's athleisure. <laughs> yeah, so they basically are in the, the 80s. in the office, and she, yeah, she's watching the news, and she's like excited because they're talking about this murder and how the, the murderer's body is at their hospital, yep. and she's like and super, he fondles her. super turned on by it. Um, the murderer's body is directly behind them, yes. out in the open, yeah. not refrigerated. I think and their sexual energy energy actually is what brought him back it awakens to kill. him yeah Mal- I also agree. has these ideas about things like this no I think it makes sense because don't he, speak about ghosts because you give ghosts some of your life force he turns it back Jesse, to it's the, very true you know, listen, it's true because he turns it back to the aerobics video and then he's like I am Hornia they make out and then Jason Jason is alive again. If that's what aerobics look like today, I wouldn't even go to Pornhub <laughs> I mean, anymore. We we <laughs> we can't gloss over this aerobic video because it is women's asses just thrusting. It is they a make a little like line and it's just like <laughs> make a hopping line. in it's the like air. They make a circle, they make a circle, a, circle jerk, of a circle of widely parted ass cheeks. Not yeah. not partially it's parted. It's, it's like a, weird. No, they make a queef bonfire. <laughs> it's so it's like, weird. Oh <laughs> anyway. No, and when you actually turn up the volume of the video, it's 
Help, hey, man. Help, yeah. hey, man. You're like, that's weird. I don't understand. I mean, when you're doing Kegels at that level, you're definitely sucking in and spitting out air. Oh, you, their pussies sounded like they were beatboxing. No, when you do Kegels at that level, you actually resurrect Jason Voorhees from the dead. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, so yeah, they're like making out and an arm falls off the gurney and touches her and she screams. And this is the holy Jesus jumping Christmas line. Yes. Is it? And she says, you better get that sucker back in the ice box. He wanted to get a little squeegee before she, he got put on ice. And she's over it, man. She yeah, leaves. She's gone. But she's she got to do inventory she right now. Say, she has right to do, now. She does some inventory. That's how you burn off all the hormones. Goddamn expired saline. But she's knocking vials of unknown that, substances down. That is exactly how Steph gets dick off her <laughs> mind. She starts doing the fecal fucking swabs. Yeah. You know? That's what you gotta Goes do. In there, so it's getting out of her mind. Let me tell you though, I received a so fecal dry. Spe- I received a fecal specimen. Uh, here again. We go. Here we go. In a container closed inside a baggie, and it smelled so bad I gagged. Oh, cool. Oh, I cool. gagged. That's a good day for you yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, but did it explode? It didn't explode. But oh. it was the smelliest thing. Every ever. day I would just be like, I ain't getting paid enough for this shit. I know. But when you look at this shit, do you like when in you- your mind get an idea of what the person looks like that took that dump? No, but we do guess like or is it positive for C diff? Is it Shigella? No, is I it would Salmonella? start. Lo- I would start imagining, <laughs> no. like an, an overweight Italian okay. man who had just had too much marinara. I mean, I don't know, man. Some of these diarrheas are so gross. I can't even like begin to think about who's sh- producing well, it. Yeah, dude. Steph looks at sh- shit swatches and she presents. She's like Da Vinci painting, like <laughs> yeah. this fucking, like you know, <laughs> wild, this wild canvas. Some of the colors upset me. I'm like, why is it the colors? <laughs> why is it her? pink? Oh, why man. is it orange? Why it's is really it weird. Corn chowder. Yeah. Oh my god, that's like when we used to do the fecals for dogs, and it yeah. was like, who eats beneful? <laughs> that dog does. <laughs> it's not digesting that corn and the carrots. Nope. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh Jesus! Green poop. Uh, yeah. So she's doing inventory, and then Axel at this point is putting Jason in his little freezer storage compartment. A little sleepy time. Um, but he doesn't close the door all the way. Of and course, because you well, you're is, lazy. It's well, a bad idea. Entire movie not have exhausted if he had just locked the door. I know. I how, know. He, well, how would have Jason gone out? It's called laziness. Exactly. So and then he sits down in the front of the TV because he's going to watch more. some aerobics, some more oh, thrusting. Oh, girls. Mm. Um, he spills his coffee and he's a little distracted, and then suddenly. Jason saw grabs, head. grabs him from behind and saws his neck with a bone saw. A hacksaw. It's a uh, cut hacksaw that bleeds. One of Tom Savini's, uh, you know, uh, signature uh, tools. Um, of course, the difficulty is the Jason has to hold the weapon very close to close to the throat so that you can believe it's embedded in there. Some of this is pretty disgusting. You believe he is actually sawing it. And the nurse also gets it. Well, she's like bends immediately a, after. Because she's bending over to clean up her damn broken vials. And she thinks it's Axel who's creeping up on her to apologize or whatever. And uh, she turns around because she's going to give him some shit. And it's Jason and he grabs her by the neck and picks her up, which is kind of his signature yeah. move, I think, in this movie. Just some bows. And he cuts her up the torso. I love that. Oh, he did a good job. He I did. love the shot though of the of the fucking hacksaw too, and he twists that head around. Oh. It's such a good special effect. You know what I would the cuts? Been- the cuts are what make this movie too, because like people want the gore scenes to be longer in this, and I I, I think they're they hit the sweet spot where mm-hmm. like they show you just enough before it starts to look really fake. 
but my whole thing with the killing of the nurses, I kind of wish that she actually were dis- disemboweled. Yeah, you want to like, see I the, want some intestines yeah. to spill I out. See fall, yeah. Like in Vikings. Oh, when yeah. When he fucking disemboweled him and pulled his intestines out. I mean, you must. Pull them out. Did he I mean, wear the, them as earrings, And though. then he smelled his hand. And he I was like, did, why yeah, did he the, smell his hand? The censors are a little bit <laughs> liberal now. I mean, what you can get yeah. away with on television compared to in the 80s, what you can get away with in our rating is... I mean, it's true. Because that show was on the History Channel, so... I mean, they're like oh, it's, it's historical so fiction when yeah. fucking hannibal was on tv hannibal got away oh, with some, so much yeah a lot of shit that in if you had that in a horror movie in the 80s you were like oh wow mm. and you don't even see that i just want to see some sausage fall out of an abdomen that's all i ask and for. smell their hand <laughs> oh yeah that takes, it, that's next level does shit. it smell like iron and land jaegers <laughs> smell like straight poop poop um smell like caca. and then we see two women, two women jogging in the woods Yes. Jogging. Jogging. Do you jog with your mom, Steph? I don't think my mom jogs. Uh, also, I hate running. It's like my yeah, least favorite thing in the world. But Steph, do you love your mom? <laughs> but then, I mean, maybe. <laughs> they get back and Lofeld is playing his robot killer game. Wearing a monster mask. No, it's, yes. a, it's a space vagina face mask. <laughs> He's <okay>? an alien. <laughs> we covered this in part five. And the mom's like, you need a haircut because you look like the singer of Oasis. Which one? Well, I like how he's like, she's like, I'm so amazed that you make these things. And he's like, I just like, you know, modified it, customized Mm. it, whatever that means. And he's like, I need to go to Toshi Station to get some power converters because my land speeder doesn't work no more. (laughs) Also, this is when we find out that um, Tommy has a tendency to leave the front door open. Ah, yes. Because Gordon the dog runs away. Gordon the dog who is not relevant whatsoever to this story yet is somehow in this film but he gets thrown out a window so he's relevant i think that's what happens it's unclear aka toby from part eight (laughs) but again has nothing to do with anything and why is he jumping out a window why did they film that why is that jason threw him out a window because because they approach fucking zito and they're like what do you want in this movie he's like i want to make it different i want a child i want a dog and i want twins and they gave him what he wanted. Hot British twins yeah. who try to have an American accent. That was him. <laughs> is that what they did? That was him yes. trying to think out the box. <laughs> yes. Also, Tommy's playing uh, Zaxxon, which is a 1982 isometric shooter arcade game developed and released by Sega in which players pilot a ship through heavily defended space fortresses. Uh, John, yeah. did, did, did you write that? that or? And, and uh, Jesse is definitely not reading that from a thing. I did mm. not read that at all. I made that out of my head. Thank you, Robot <laughs> Jesse, for the info. Let me put it in my computer. Dead fuck. So then you find out that exactly six kids are running the house next door. Thank God. And then, the and exactly then, six. And as soon as we find that out, we immediately see them in a car and we meet them. And you know, you find out that she said they're kids, but they're not kids. They're 30 year olds. Yeah. <laughs> as usual. And then you're like, oh, that's how six people can afford. Six millennials could afford a, a house together. It's just weird. Like, I don't understand. Like, apparently they live so deep out in the woods, but like. They're renting a cabin right, next, right to next to them, but they live. It's just like and it's, it's at Camp Crystal Lake. The, ar- the arrangements are strange. Well, no, it doesn't make sense. But um, did you gloss over the whole hitchhiker kill? We didn't. Oh, we didn't get there. We're yet. not. We're not there. Oh, yet. We're, we're almost there. there. We're almost there because this is when in the car we have the conversation. You broke up with BJ Betty. Yeah, she didn't want to uh, suck on Crispin's yeah. crispy critter, well, so to speak. Uh, I I called her and then and then I called her again. She. We didn't return my calls, and I couldn't figure out why. Wait, let me put in my computer. Was this his first movie? I think this was his first break in a movie, yeah, but yeah. he was in, like, fucking, like, TV shows, like, before this. You're a dead fuck. But anyway, that kid predicted laptops and smartphones, did he, he not? He did. <laughs> fucking goddamn. I think fucking Steve wait, Jobs was wait, watching was this back then. Was he the then. progender? He was the, Are we gonna bring that back? He... 
he maybe no no he spewed that idea into the universe and Steve Jobs just sucked it up right up his butthole right up his butthole and he and he <laughs> made it um so at this point they're like driving and they pull over because they're lost but are they lost because they happen to be pulled over right next to a cemetery with right next to Pamela Voorhees <laughs> which is great because it's an overgrown cemetery but somehow the weeds and the, the overgrowth is not on her headstone no. whatsoever uh, you can see it from the road somehow it is not at all the cemetery from part five no they, well, yeah, exactly. But they, t- she said on her deathbed, I want to be able to smell the roadkill wherever you bury me. <laughs> they get back on the road. They figure out where they're going. And this is when they pass a hitchhiker who is wearing various shades of blue mm. and holding a sign that says Canada and love. Yes. Uh. Because she's a hippie in the 80s. Um, and when they drive past her because there's no room. Hey, honey, you got a sister? What I will say is, Oof. bananas are a terrible travel food, first yeah. of all. Don't ever grab a banana, but don't squeeze the base too no, hard either. You, because wanna, you, you don't want to bruise it. You're going to smush that nana nah, right, right at the good. base. I feel like there's always a hitchhiker get, that gets murdered in these movies. Well, like it pretty much starts out with that listen, as the first kill. It, but it's like a public service announcement. Don't hitchhike. It's not safe. The 80s right. were where America was hitching back then. Mm. Even into the 90s a little bit. Oh, don't do it. But you it, know, the death rate for uh, a hitchhiker was damn near 90%. I mean... Don't hitchhike and don't ride the rails. Even no, today, don't ride the rails. Don't ride the rails. It's a bad idea. It, it's, it's rough out there on the like rails. There's a lot of drugs and rapes and murders. There's a lot of heroin and there's a lot of rape. Don't do it. So whatever you do. Do you know that for a fact? Or you I just, mean, I mean, listen, what are we saying here? I'm speculating. Yeah. It just makes sense to me. I mean, rail, rail, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to get Amtrak hate mail. Actually, the rails are very safe. <laughs> no, I'm talking about riding the rails. Yeah, like, we're not talking on. about like, buying tickets. We're talking about like, hitchhiking rides. Or, yeah, like, that's probably safer than actually <laughs> riding Amtrak. <laughs> yeah, so they drive unless you're her. Unless you're Bruce Willis and you're mm-hmm. unbreakable. Um, so she, unbreakable. She immediately decides she's going to eat the banana that Jesse was talking about. And um, Thank God she does. Suddenly a twig snaps behind her and Jason comes up and grabs her by the hair and stabs her right through the I, throat. I love that. Jason was able to navigate through an entire forest and only step on one branch. Yeah. Well, not to mention, he was just at a hospital two seconds ago. <laughs> and then later they say that there's two bo- people are missing from the hospital. Right. And what do, so what do you do with the bodies? I'm led to believe that he Ubered and he like, <laughs> but he like held them. He held them like they were his friends. And he was like, yeah, we can get Bernie's in it. <laughs> He's like, best. hi, we're going to Uber to the forest now. Oh, man. This is my friend, Ralph. Hey, how you doing? I'm pretty good. Get inside there, Stacy. And they sit down and he gets inside the Uber. They probably... This is cheaper, right? Because it's it's Uber pool. <laughs> yeah, Uber pool. Uber pool. I mean, I assume he put the dead bodies in like the morgue. I just, I just, maybe. I just assume that he pinned them somewhere comically in the hospital, and nobody has found them yet. Well, because that's what he does throughout the movie. Right? Yes, he pins I, people to walls. He probably and just saw my no, he's, he's, We'll get to it. That dude is so <laughs> big. Snicker and he's doing. He's like, <laughs> and it opens his door. People, God forbid you go through a door with a dead body. God forbid to save yourself. Throw something through a window oh my instead God. and risk that. <laughs> Bitch wouldn't even step Melissa, over a body. Melissa, no, as you no. know, as you know, in 2019, a physical barrier, even if it's a dead body, is the most efficient means of barring a person from going past it. It's true. I guess. 
Okay, I didn't know where, what okay. that was. <laughs> so, 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 thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate Sometimes that. Sometimes you just got spelled out for these bitches. Thank you. <laughs> Even the low fr- hanging fruit, they can't reach it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it's like, it's right there. Do you so, gonna, are you gonna? Are you fucking gonna? Oh Let me get a step stool for you, bitch. <laughs> so then we have the scene. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> that's Melissa's. I, you cut me a little bit deeper. <laughs> Back at the Jarvis cabin. Uh, actually, um, actually, there was the hymen that was broke at that point. Oh. It was that was represented the hymen stuff. Okay, back at the Jarvis cabin, the barrier represented the hymen, and she couldn't Ma- she couldn't go oh past the hymen. Oh, the was hymen. there a rat driving? <laughs> no, but did she climb a tree to find the little baby nesting dolls up in the tree? <laughs> uh, I don't get it. People listening, so many references to so other episodes. Listen, no more hymen talk <laughs> or menstrual cycle talk or whatever. Anytime a man goes in a door, he's breaking a woman's hymen <laughs> and taking her virginity away. That's a lot of hymen's <laughs> being broken. <laughs> is so deep. So deep. <laughs> so just go back and count them, Steph. Go back and count them. Oh, no. But how many, how many women were attracted to Paulie in this fucking movie? That's what I would like to know. Paulie? Oh, was that the hat? That was the guy with the hat and the little <sighs> jean shorts who clearly... Had no feelings for his girlfriend. Yeah, Holy he had shit, like dude. a Gutenberg complex. I went over, he was a Gutenberg. I went over my dad's house like within the last year and he was gardening wearing shorts like that. And I was like, dad, bro, no. it's 2018. You can't fucking do that no shit anymore. No more coochie cutters, dad. Please, mm. please. Yeah. I kind of like it though. For your health. On a, on a young man on with my nice dad? Le- no, on a young man with nice legs. You fucking so a hipster. Sicko. Like, if you wore some shorts like that, I'd be like, well, listen, I got fuck pop- yeah, you pop- have sexy legs. I got popping ass legs. Thank you. Oh my God. Like, They're sexy like legs. Like those calves are cut. <laughs> I mean, my calves look like Michael Fassbender's dick when I walk around. But how wait, white? Wait, do did I, people think powder wait, is like I, happening? Did I tell you guys that I finally watched it? I watched Alien Covenant. Holy oh. shit. What? She did. She did watch I it. Did. She, she just kept going crazy and I kept saying, it gets worse. I it was gets like worse. freaking out now, the entire time. Now, what did you time. think of Alien Vision? I think the whole movie was horrible. I mean, but Fastbender, I'm on board. He's a 10. God, he's a 10. Always. This Always. is how you play the pan flute. You Listen, put your, put your lips around Steph was getting so below. angry, though. She was getting so angry. It was like me and John when we were in the movie theater watching it. I like was all so the mad. Dumb. She's like, what the fuck? What I, the fuck? Why are I, they doing that? I know that we're not talking about this movie, but cl- I quickly have to say at the end, when Walter is not David, and like suddenly David has Walter's hair, and he has his arm cut off. Why? This makes no sense to me. It's not, this it's is a goddamn not fever him. dream. His hair changed. Bullshit. Yeah. I mean, but you also see that coming from a mile but away. You're fucking like, fucking bullshit. Yeah. I was so mad. I was like, that is not him. Well, Steph kept asking me the annoying questions like, that's I not was... him, right? That's not him, right? That's, I know. that's David, right? That's not Walter. And I was like, just can we just watch it? But I love them. I'm already God, in hell. So much I'm Bender. already in hell rewatching this I hope stuff. That there's, oh listen, I just hope that there's another alien where there's three fastbenders. No. I'll be in heaven. They a can't. whole world of fastbenders. Why don't you just remake Multiplicity, but with fastbenders? <laughs> oh my God. We're not, we're just, just, no, because then I have the to inevitable see, conclusion is that. Because then I have to see a dumb fastbender. I don't want to see a dumb no, fastbender. No, we're already doing a Michael Shannon Multiplicity, <laughs> so I'll try to steal my dream from me and repackage it in your own fucking goddamn form. I'm Wasn't sorry. he in Assassin's Creed? Yes, that happened. Oh, so there was already Anne a dumb Marie fastbender. Collard or whatever the fuck her name is. I'm not even from Inception. I, I don't know that. I'm pretending I don't know that. Oh, uh, it was one of the oh, worst wait. movies ever made. I don't know <laughs> He was on a roll that year. <laughs> Alright, so we go back to the Jarvis residence right. where we finally meet Gordon the dog, which is such an important plot point Listen, that they have to Listen, he's a nice golden retriever and he's a good dog. 
The mom is making tuna salad <laughs> sandwiches, and then she says she wants a Tommy sandwich, and, they and the mom them. and the daughter so weird smother him in their breast it's fucking strange he's a little henpecked kid you get that right off the bat incestuous relationship not down not down with it i mean now it's like if you click on pornhub.com you're just that's Uh, all you're getting is stepmom fucks i know it's upsetting stepmoms man they be horny 24 7 or it's like dad fucks stepdaughter like why the best the best the best part (laughs) is when they film those scenes there's always one parent that's in another room and even though there's a loud fucking going on and five feet away they ain't moving. Well, some people don't have ball slap like like I radar. Like I can hear ball slapping like four blocks away when we're like I can ha- I can tell the amount of people that are having sex in a four block radius of our neighborhood at <laughs> yeah. any time. Is that a curse or a blessing? <laughs> it, it's definitely a curse. <laughs> you're, like, you're like stop. I can't sleep. <laughs> it, it sounds like basically a bunch of mouse traps are going off twenty four seven in my brain. Oh no! So while Melissa tries to sleep and she sees people in a room trying to kill her, yes. you just try to go to sleep and you hear. Ball three slaps. ball slaps in a three block <laughs> radius at all times. At all times. That's horrible. Yeah. Okay. It is horrible. I feel bad for you, Jesse. Um, mm-hmm. So the six kids arrive at the house next door and um Gordon runs out. Doesn't he run out yeah. and run over yep. to them? And Trish and Tommy go over and they introduce themselves. They yeah. say hello. And then, then Gordon bites them because he has Rocky Mountain spotted fever and rabies. <laughs> no. And it turns into Cujo. Yes. Oh my god. And they have to Please. wait in the car. I would but see. It's weird that they don't pair Trish up or who, whatever her fucking name is you with th- any of these well, people. You think that's going to happen, but it doesn't. No. Because she, well, I mean, we'll, we'll get that there. The we'll grizzly hunter. Yeah. The, the bear hunter. Oh my God. Misdirection <laughs> <laughs> um, hunter. And then we see the two girls, Sam and Sarah, who are in the bathroom together and they're talking about their reputations and mm. sleeping arrangements and who's fucking who, and basically. Th- the one girl says she's been called a slut since sixth grade. I mean, if you got that reputation in sixth grade, why? I mean, and I was like, God damn. Honestly, it's probably because she developed breasts before any of the other girls. And the guys were like, look at that girl with the boobs over there. She's a fucking slut. And that's what happened. Not the hand jobs underneath the bleachers in gym class. Not that at all. I mean... You're making assumptions over there, child. I know, You're I making know. assumptions. She You're says, proving our point. She says in that scene that she did that. Yeah. Mm. Listen. So mm. she says he's in bed and that's where I'm going to keep him. <laughs> yeah. And then she does the blowjob thing, but she always does it backwards like Steph does. <laughs> Steph always tries to do the blowjob thing and she's like this. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm like you're doing it the opposite way is my fucking dick a horseshoe like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's so long it bends in my mouth what oh god he's got a bendy portobello now this is too much info my for dick's me. a grappling hook god damn <laughs> I just oh I just jump and I thrust my dick it's up a, forward and I grab dick? I grab onto shit you have a bionic penis no yeah. wonder you like mighty ducks so much <laughs> he does I, a triple deke with his dick my dick can fucking zip line it just grabs the fucking zip line and goes down <laughs> <laughs> gets burned really bad the triple de- so back at the Jarvis house um, Trish is heading up to bed and we see mom reading an article about the mass murderer's body is missing oh no but no, but no one's putting two Glare, and two together glaring, glaring pot point that's yeah. right there in front of your face but I do love I love the next scene where oh, Tommy Tommy's in his bedroom and he happens to look so out of his window weird. and he sees the girl undressing next he's door all, he's getting all giddy no, he this starts is, acting like a monkey this is probably the most realistic thing that has ever happened yeah. in he's any movie trying to dry hump the bed he is so excited as a little kid that he's screaming into his pillow yeah right like it's picture but it's like up. he doesn't understand the feelings he's having so no, like 
like this seems like authentic right it does it absolutely does you just picture him michael jackson and he was and, doing the same thing right, he's he, didn't, watching, he didn't understand he's watching the girl undress and then a guy comes in and they're like kissing and he's like oh my god i'm gonna see people fucking doing it but then the mom comes in the mom's like even know she ruins the it. mom's like you only get to suckle on mommy's salt water taffy <laughs> nipples when she closes the blind yeah she closes the blind I she tucks him in i would have stabbed her right then and there for ruining that moment for me as a child yeah as a child and then tommy becomes a new jason when i was when i was a fucking kid we were playing freedom outside and you know freedom is like you know you all run around and oh, try to capture presidents and, like yeah. that and uh-huh. i remember i was trying to hide behind a car and i looked in the car and there was a fucking girl giving a dude a blowjob she made what? eye contact with me and kept sucking the oh, dick oh shit oh my god and i was like oh my god so i fucking <laughs> ran away to go tell my friends and then by the time we came back they were gone oh man yeah. True story. Missed expectations, but I wasn't a threat to her. She was just like keeps she didn't a, care. Keeps she plot, was- plot twist: those two people were ghosts, and that car never existed. And when he mm-hmm. when he tried to look at the license plate, it was a car that was in a fatal accident the day before. Oh, oh my god. god, it's true. That's a movie right there. It is. <laughs> I'm Night yes. Shyamalan. I mean, it's a bad ghost porno. Job. <laughs> <laughs> so the next day, all the uh, the kids are heading out to I guess the lake for a picnic. Yeah. Um, as you do, as you do, you're not going for a picnic. I mean, they're carrying a picnic basket. Why why do you think it was a picnic? Because they're Yogi Bear. Because they have like a cooler, and they're like heading to a lake. Contraceptives are in that picnic basket. Beer and contraceptives. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, and then Jimmy is like harping on this thing, like, "Am I a dead fuck?" You know, like he's can't get over it. They happen to run into two hot twins oh riding God. bikes. Turns into a no. double, it turns into a double mint commercial, oh pretty God, much. They ride up on bikes pretty and much. shit. Double, double your refreshment. Double, double your enjoyment. Oh, no, single gum, double freshens your mouth like double mint, double mint gum. Double, double your refreshment. Double, double your delight. Oh, no, single gum, double freshens your mouth like. And guess what, guys? They're all heading to the same place. It's like yeah. magic. Except for Sarah, who leaves for no reason Well, she goes at all. to get the car because it's a very long walk, but they get there in like a minute. Why? She's like, I'm a prude, and if my thighs rub together too much, I just, I get aroused. Why so do I'm twins just gonna take a car? always overcompensate with like matching each other? Listen, I don't get mm. it. You know why? Because they have to fucking share a soul. So they have to, you have to identify which one is which. <laughs> they don't share a soul. That's yes, horrible. they do. They, that's why they have to overcompensate outwardly because inwardly they have less of a soul. I mean, <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> What's Melissa's excuse, though? What are you saying, John? <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? I'm confused. Like, I'm confused. Do I have a soul? Do I have a soul? <laughs> Does she have a twin we don't know What's about? Happening? <laughs> I know what John's saying. I know what he's saying. <laughs> John turned into a supervillain. Oh he's he always been a supervillain. <laughs> With eyebrows like this, I have to be evil. So yeah, they get to the lake and uh, they're all going to go swimming. But guess what? Crispin Glover has no. I ha- we have I no have suits. Suit. That's what that's what men with small penises say. They don't, they don't want, they don't want it to be seen. <laughs> Listen, I want to ask you: if you were in this opportunity, right, where you came up on a lake? All your friends were skinny dipping. These hot, these hot babes were skinny dipping. Would you skinny dip? Uh, in broad daylight, no. At night, I mean, you have to run in there at the same time everyone else is. You don't want to be the last man like. Well, would you run in and cover me, your stuff, junk up? But me and you went skinny dipping before. Remember that? Mm, 
I do remember. I was like, let's go. Do you remember it? In a dirty ass lake. It wasn't a lake. It was a fucking creek. I don't know. No, that's There's even less water flow there. It was in Lake George. It was pristine. Mm. We did. Wait, everyone, it's done. It was great. Was there sex? Was, there the, was, sex. was the yeast Not, infection worth there, it? There wasn't sex in the lake. No, it was just swimming. It was just it was it was friendly. Was Jesse just going? <laughs> no, I was just I was dragging it on her thighs when we were in the water. As one does. Um, <laughs> I mean, at that point, it's like your dorsal fin, but it's mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's your dick. Yeah, it looked like an oil leak in the water because all the. Debris so, pre- gum trail. <laughs> oh no, uh, Steph! I wrote your name in pre gum in this lake. Oh, it float to the surface. Is that gasoline? So Trish, your dickhead. Trish and Tommy pull up in their car, and they open the door. Of course, Gordon again Bussin. runs away. There's just been so much giggling in this episode. This is this show go down as the giggle episode because that's all we've been fucking doing. And, and the show go down as Melissa not having fun episode. <laughs> As I do every episode. Oh, no. ha- having none of it. No. <laughs> I'll have some. One of us has to be responsible, guys. And it's not me today. Melissa, Melissa goes to the Wendy salad bar and goes, I'll have none of what they're having. I mean, but remember when those existed. <laughs> I do. Remember. And the fucking Wendy's chili. Does that still, does that still, yes, still exist? exists. You can get that instead of fries if you like. And oh. it's good. It's good. It's it good. is good. <laughs> Melissa goes. Melissa goes to Chick Fil A and just says, "You're all fat," and then she leaves. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen, I order the kids' no, meal no. and I get my little like coloring book, and it's amazing. No, it's perfectly does. portioned. No, 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 no. Guys, guys, this is what Melissa does. She says, "Just give me an empty bag, but make sure it's tightly sealed." And they give her the bag, and she huffs in the Chick Fil A smell, and then she drives off. <laughs> I firmly go- believe if you're going to Chick Fil A and you're waiting in that fucking line. They're fast. You're at least getting chicken they're, nuggets. They're, yeah, that's all I go they for. They are really efficient. They are efficient, but that line is around the entire boat. Oh, like, I mobile app it. <laughs> is that a thing? Yes, it is. Oh, shit. Fucking white people, I mean, man. I, do, I do that at Starbucks. That is some like, first but... world privilege. <laughs> oh, it doesn't oh, help you. Oh, my dear. It doesn't I cannot... help you in Center City, Philadelphia. I cannot bear to wait in this line for my premium Listen, chicken meal any further. At Starbucks, <laughs> when you mobile order, you get to walk ahead of that whole crowd. Yep. And they, they all give you dirty looks. Peace out, bitches. Melissa's like, Melissa's like, I drive into Southwest Kensington. <laughs> I get a Mexican kid. I have him pre-chew it and spit it into my mouth like a bar. Why a Mexican kid, Jesse? (laughs) I say, bueno, bueno. (laughs) Oh my god. Two pesos. Moses okay. is like, I can either confirm nor deny, but seriously, did you have to say Hispanic job? <laughs> so, okay, so Tommy runs down to the lake and sees naked people skinny dipping. They're official chewers. Trish is like, not having any of it. Tr- uh, Trish and Mama Jarvis are like cock blocking the shit out of little they Tommy. They are. They're ruining every opportunity L- like for him to see some boobies. Like a little Tommy has a chance to penetrate. <laughs> no, but he's at least going to see some boobs. I'm trying to get my dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, they invite her to a party that night. Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay. So they li- they drive off, and I'm sorry, this is like the best line of the movie when Tommy says to Trish, "Some pack of." Patootsies, huh? Steph, what little kid says no, that? Anytime he was online, Steph started cracking. I mean, on screen. <laughs> online. Steph just started cracking up laughing because he's like, his face is so pudgy. He was such a pudgy he's little got, kid. He's got cherub teeth. Yeah. yeah. Which 
if he did Goonies right after this, he got rid of those. Yeah, yeah. And like, he, what? Well, he must have had a growth spurt because he was no. like in that weird, awkward. I think I think his yeah, I his, his agent hold, held him down, and they took a fucking bandsaw <laughs> to his cheeks. Yeah, and something happened. I actually feel like he wasn't in a lot of this movie. Like, and he was. He's only in like five well, scenes. Yeah, I mean, well, like that's a thing. Like they switch between like his house and the and then a lot of it happens at the at the kids' house. Yeah. Then it switch back. It switches back to them as they get involved in the story again. Right. So it's like they're kind of dealing with like two like two whole groups of people. So it does feel like he's only in it for like a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then their car their car dies. Unknown. Right? And they pull over to the side of the road. Um. When apparently Tommy not only can he make his own latex yes. masks and props. He can fix cars with a screwdriver. That's, and, the, that's, oh, not, that's not something that happens. <laughs> no, it's not. He says to the guy, I think it's got to be this thing or right, whatever. And the hitchhiker like, gets in there with his knife. Yes. Because he says they like start the celluloidus. Yes, I don't know what he says. The celluloid. Yes. Right, some guy comes out of the woods with a backpack and he's like, I'll fix Fuck your you, John. I'll fix your car with a knife. And he fixes the no, car. No, he's like, what are you doing out here in the woods? Hunting bear and fucking goddamn. And Corey's like. Corey's like, you ain't you got know, no bear. Yeah. You fucking, <laughs> fucking scum. <laughs> yes, you, then, you fucking jive talking honky. Not only do they give him a ride, but they also invite the invite him into their home. No, of course. no, not only that. Fucking felt is like come into my bedroom. I want to show you awesome things. Way by the light of the moon. But it's funny because now, he, Melissa, in the car, he immediately is asking strange questions, like. Is there anyone at the this lake? This is the lame attack. Are there yes, any kids there? Are vacationers? They're trying to do misdirection yes. for no reason. Yeah, here. because no. you know it's not him killing yes. people, yeah, so it's I, weird. I don't think it's misdirection. I think they're foreshadowing that he is there. There's a, there's a different so, reason who, why he's okay, there. Okay, a little bit of misdirection what? for sure. His sis, the, his sister was killed by Jason in what movie? Two. Pick one. I don't the know. The first one, one does he one. specifically say one, two, what or three? girl? I'm, I'm assuming it's part three. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. So I don't think they would tie something in from two or one. But if it was three, how did he get there that quickly to know? I don't know. It, it yeah. seemed well, like I mean, they, they cleaned time. up that scene pretty quick. Yeah. So I imagine they had the funeral probably two film hours after <laughs> right. the fact. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So he, they take him back to the house, show him all the stuff in the bedroom, whatever. Also let him know that, you know, the doors are always open. Yeah. We, At listen, some point they we don't lock don't the know. doors here and you can go into Tommy's bedroom whenever you want to see right. his creations. <laughs> And uh, oh, important that, piece of trivia too. Michael Jackson visited the set often. Did often. He? Nobody was really, nobody really put two and two together. Why? Oh. Did he really? No, no. It was too early. Tangerine, you fucking asshole. <laughs> John didn't even say that like he was trying to trick you. He was just very lazy about it. And I still, mean, I was making eye contact with him and knew and he was still, lying. Still, even through, <laughs> but he had like a serious <laughs> face. Uh, Steph, come on. Listen. Listen, I can you got you got no power here. Because listen, this I don't is, lie. Well, it's why I assume that other people won't lie. This and so is, when you guys lie all the time, that is a fatal flaw. I know. This fatal is flaw. this is how that trick was delivered. Assume everyone's lying. Hey, constantly. In a horror movie, that would be my downfall. John was okay? laying on a couch, six hundred pounds, eating a cheesecake, and he just looked over at it and he told you a lie like this. Yeah, that's it right there. That's <laughs> what it. is that? That's the lie. And stuff's like. Really? Like, <laughs> Why does he have to be six hundred pounds? Because that's how lazy. Th- I don't that's understand. how lazy he tried. He didn't even try. That's okay. what I was trying to say. He okay, b- that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> it was like a- <laughs> oh my god. Okay. He, he was lifting a cheesecake into his mouth, and he just like, yeah. Welcome, welcome to my new show on Discovery Channel called My Six Hundred Pound Lie. <laughs> oh my god, I hate those. I hate them. <laughs> I'm gonna lie to you right now, and you're gonna have to tell me if Listen, I'm lying. They have deeper issues. Let's move on. Hey, let's move on. 
No, okay. but we should commercialize so, it and sell it on television well, so thin people can feel better about themselves. That's all we do is exploit people in this fucking world. Yeah. Okay, Dr. Phil. I mean, but listen, we all eat, we all eat our feelings. <laughs> okay. Okay. I love eating my feelings. I'm, I'm well, never happier. I, right now, I want ice cream. Yeah. Stop. So just stop. I want pizza. You might say this pizza. alien egg with Slim Jims yeah. inside of it's a metaphor for my diet. <laughs> I want wine. Oh, thank God. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it cuts to... Mostly like, I wish I had Xanax to crumble in this. Oh, I do? Okay. <laughs> oh, crumple, I do. Crumple, oh, crumple, I do. Crumple, yeah, anyone crumple. else use Xanax? I use Xanax. I don't have any. No, I never did it. <laughs> crumple, But crumple. I'm not against it. <laughs> crumple, crumple. Um, okay, so it cuts to the kids next door, making out, getting ready for a party. There's a reason they made Xanax tapered. <laughs> So Jimmy puts some music on. You know what I'm saying? And he asks one of the hot twins to dance. You know what I'm saying? And this is epic Crispin Glover dance <laughs> <Thank> moves. <laughs> Finally. Finally. Goddamn giggling. Can we just talk about God damn it? Can we just listen? For serious right now. For serious. For reals. Let's talk about how unhot these twins are. I love They're stuff, not hot. What are you no, talking they about? They were hot in, when they were in their bikinis. Okay. And then suddenly they're out back at the house. They I both, mean, yeah, their outfits are frumpy as fuck. They both have their hair in these yeah. weird stupid buns and they're wearing striped yeah, dude. weird well, men's shirts. They, well, I think they, they at least are wearing different they, colored you know shirts. That's the like, style for the 80s, though. Gross, if, someone, if someone tried to make a cabbage patch a slut, that's what yeah. they would look like. They look like fucking just burnt. They had like scrub pants. I don't on. know when that one is up with Crispin and she uh, unbuttons her shirt a little bit. I was on board. No, they got turn up heads. She wasn't bad looking. Heads of like a turn up. No, it's a weird. It's a weird bun. It yeah. is. Why? Yeah, it's like on top of their head. The it's one is thing. like all over Polly. It's a strange thing. In front thing. of his girlfriend. Yeah, and then they have a fight, and she, the girlfriend, just leaves. Yeah. Well, Sam, right? She's like, I'm gonna go. I want to go have a swim because it's getting too close in here. And she goes off to, and no one follows her. No. She, I mean, she expects, this is what girls do. She thinks Paulie's coming. Girls, He's not coming. Girls play this game where it's like, I'm going to storm off and my guy's going to follow me. But Paul, Paul's like, no, I'm going I'm to. Is it a thing? It is a thing. Guys, I mean, guys don't follow when bitches are be but like girls tripping. think that it's going to happen. They want you to, right. but then if you come there we will yell at you <laughs> i mean I, it's, a, you know, it's, it's all head games I, it's I, all head games i play that game in this relationship Seth doesn't. I, play, I, I play that game i see that and I, I, foolish I, I games and i'll eat for stuff to come and do i you yeah, because I'm oh, a fucking you, fool. oh you comes i mean the tears <laughs> the lubrication <laughs> so yeah so yeah she gets mad she leaves right so she she goes outside she strips yeah, yeah, she's the entire time she's like, Polly, Paul, are you out there? I know you're there. Like, Nobody would do this. We had cut us cut the scene in such a way that it, it really was, I thought, much better than what's finally used in the in the film. It's really horrific because of again, this again illustrates her performance, which is horrible. If you can hear the soundtrack, I mean, just that the you know the shrieks that she should that she played and that she did, uh, the bloodletting from Savini's effect and the piercing of the false. Uh, a piece of her back. Epic dance moves. Oh my god, the I best. Did, it's like the worst, but the best. No, it, it's yeah. it, it's Crispin. It's Crispin. You gotta just mention it. Everybody He's, knows about I'm it. Such like a I'm weird just glad dude. that it worked. But and it the girl was me. like, you know what? I'm down with it. I'm kind of desensitized to it because I went to Nocturne back in the day, which was a goth club in Philadelphia. Is that so where you met Jesse with and, the glow um, sticks? No, we never met. But <laughs> we, we, we call out the Philly stop. You dance yeah. near each other. But uh, but uh, Crispin's dance. You could see that on the dance floor. Yeah. That's a that's the Philly stomp. Oh. Yeah, that's pretty much what it looks like. I never danced I because they moved their arms. That I thought much, most though. of the, oh, no, it's oh, all yeah? it's all more. Uh, I went yeah. to the club to get high, drunk, and make fun of the people that danced. But I didn't dance because I, I can't dance. Mm. 
And I, and I know I can't dance, so I'm not going to make a fool myself like 90% of the people but on the dance floor did. Did you wear a fishnet like shirt? Yes. I really wish that I could go back in time and, and meet this Jessup that I didn't know. I don't think we'd be here if that you, happened. You wouldn't be able to handle it. It would just be too much oh for you. Oh my God, you kidding me? Be I would have been like all over that dick. Oh God. <laughs> all over it. Steph, calm down. <laughs> calm down. Steph, Step back. See, this is what happens when Steph gets a little like fucking wine in her. <laughs> Steph, the Steph, was like, comes out. Steph was like Matthew McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to get me some of that dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you see, a dick is like a circle. And you know, I'm going to draw me that Lincoln right up into that dick. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so, so so Crispin Glover's doing dance moves. Paul puts on some slow music, and he dances with the twin. Yeah, Sam's swimming out to the raft where she jumps into the raft mm-hmm. and is very sad and forlorn. She's almost sunbathing in is. the middle of the night. It's really odd. Makes no sense. Jason swims up, jumps up. Sc- he scares the shit out of her. Stabs her from underneath the raft through her latex. Dude, that derp face she's oh, making. That is an umbogus face <laughs> for sure. And at the same time, Trish, feels bad. Trish is walking Rob out to, of their house because he's been at their house for hours mm. and he, he's going to go camp somewhere, which isn't that far away because she happens upon him later, right? Yes. Um, but she's like, yeah, you know, if you need to come back and take a shower or whatever, just come on back to the mm-hmm. house. The door's always open. Where was her mom this whole time? Like in jogging. town or out, something? Out jogging in the dark. Stress jogging. She was like, how do I afford to pay for these kids? Yeah. I don't know. How do I and, then, and then Paul's like, I want to be inside this twin, but uh, I'm having regrets. Yeah. Right, so he goes out to find Sam. Because because he keeps looking at her and she keeps looking more and more like Mr. Bean. <laughs> so he's like, I can't. I can't fuck Mr. Bean. I can't. I just can't. can't do it. Yeah. So um, she go, he goes out like he leaves to go find Sam. And uh, well, at this point, like, is this point? the water. Well, Ted is like making his move on the other twin, right? Yeah. Where he's like, has the teddy bear and he's like, I want to give teddy bear a kiss. Yeah, he tries that line like so 60 weird. times and it, and it never works. It's it never, really kind of creepy. I like it because it's something a dude totally would try to do, but I like how it doesn't work for him. Yeah, yeah. I do like that too. Well, yeah, so then um, Paul gets to the dock and he like jo- he takes his clothes off and swims out to the raft because he can see Sam in the raft, but yep. he doesn't know that she's dead until he actually I mean, swims why would you up think upon that? her and sees that she's dead. And um, he comes swimming back to the dock, and does he get harpooned in the dick? Like yeah, I put yeah, 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 pretty much harpooned and like That's lifted accurate, up. Steph. And he screams, and Rob, who is you know camping very close by, hears the scream. And he grabs a fucking machete instead of his rifle. Yeah, yeah. It makes no fucking sense. And, and then he, he and kind, he's of, kind ex- of like not really going that no. far though. He, head like looking around, and then he comes back, and his rifle's broken. Well, he sees someone by the tent. But why? Why would Jason just does, break his and, fucking rifle? And how he, would he not hear it? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. You're snapping wood in half. How is that not making like but a loud sound? Can you sound? imagine how Jason did that? I know. Like a boss. I don't know. Yeah, Over his knee? Probably. Yeah. No, he just, we probably stuck like the whole pipe in his asshole oh and God. just clenched and then just fucking snapped it, right? <laughs> As his ass was holding the other end like a vice. Does Jason shit? Uh, I mean, I don't think he eats, so I don't well, think how, he Where does he shits. get all the protein for the muscles, though? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I don't think he has muscles. I think he's Listen, just got like. As we find out in Jason X, he's not alive because they murder him forty times. They shoot him. They hang him. They mm. do all these things, and he doesn't well, die. The so reason, he's not a human. Well, the reason they're studying him is because he has regenerative prop- right. like capabilities. Oh my god! Well, oh, wait, do we even talk about who's in Jason X? The Cronenberg, but, Cronen di- but, but he dies in like Cronen two seconds. Cronenberg dies in thirty seconds, but he's still in it. He's only in the fucking yeah first thirty seconds, and he ah, does. I uh, smell those farts. Cronenberg. He's doing the same role he did in Nightbreed too. <laughs> What is? I want to see Jason. I'm a doctor. Show Tell me, me what is sh- wrong. Show me where the Voorhees is at, and I'm dead. <laughs> 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 so 
So um, back at the house, Jimmy and the twin are in the bedroom, and they're making out, and they're gonna do yep. it. They're gonna go for it. I mean, I don't know if they're, I don't know what they're doing. But and he's I do not like a how dead fuck. The bed frame breaks immediately. Yes, and they do get a go. And he awkwardly laughs. Yeah. I like in the behind the scenes too, because like it does seem like Chris Gore was like a real like goofball. Like when when they were doing like you know the longer cuts of the gore scenes and everything like that, he was always just hamming it up. He seems like he would be, but like also a weird dude, funny but weird. But I'm just surprised yes. that they kept most of that stuff in. Like that whole, it just boggles my mind that that dance thing made it to the yeah. final cut. Oh because my god! Like, well, thank God it did. I can only imagine. Like it's just hard to believe. Like a director would be like, okay, that's fine. Just. Uh, <laughs> That's fucking strange as shit. Let's get we'll it leave, in. But I understand this is like just a slasher and we'll leave it in there. Because it seems like that would be like one of the funny cuts that they didn't use. You know, yeah, you would like see as a deleted in, scene. In the documentary we watched, he did talk about he wanted how he wanted real kids. Remember, he was like, I want like real kids. Yeah. And that's why I got Corey Feldman. And that's, why I, got, think, and that's why I got 30, year, 30 I year olds. But you I know? think he was probably like, okay, this seems like authentic Crispin Glover dancing. Yeah. So I'm going to keep I, it. I think well, he you did. Know? I mean, like, I like how like Ted was a fucking stoner and kind of like, you know, silly. Yeah, and I like the the scene that's coming up where the dude dies in the shower because they tried to flip that oh, whole thing where it good. wasn't like a chick for once, you know. Yeah. yeah so while Jimmy and uh, the one of the twins is in the bedroom, the other twin comes up and is like, "Listen, it's time to go." And the twins like, "Yeah, no, you go without me. Good luck. Take an umbrella. Go grab an umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck out of yeah. here. And this and is where they find the old. And she gets well. She, she leaves. She gets too. killed. She yeah. gets killed as soon as she, she goes gets outside. Speared to the side of the the house, and no one hears it. No. One. No. Nope. When they show her body go flying to the door, it looks like oh a fucking blob doll. It's like limp as fuck. I and mean, yeah. it was basically the Newt doll. And then yeah. inside, this is when they're watching the old porn from like 1910. It's like a silent film. Right. Which I, I mean, I wish I would happen upon this shit. I just like, like how, why not? But the thing is, like, you don't just happen upon that and know how to set that right, up. Right, and have it's a projector like, there. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, what? He's like, I found this. Where what? where did you find that at? What are the chances? What are because the chances? Because you, you, you were fucking found that with simplicity, but meanwhile, fucking uh, Jimmy can't find the corkscrew! <laughs> Well, this is also when Sarah's like, listen, Doug, I'm pretty horny. Why don't you sleep on the bottom bunk and I'll be there with you. And he's and and she's like, oh, you're going to you want me to sleep on the tops? And she's like, but, no. And then he puts the pieces <laughs> together and he's like, oh, God, I came already. Well, I like how she goes upstairs and she gets sexy for yes. him. Like, who goes on a camping trip and packs like. Do they fuck though? Lingerie? Oh, they do. Okay. But well, I mean, it's, we're assuming. Yeah. We're assuming they fuck when and then they they're, shower. They're, when, a, when a man gets in a shower with a woman and when the man grabs. When a man gets in the woman. shower, he's got to clean the PJ off. You don't want to leave it on your balls till the morning. Cause it'll smell when you wake up. <laughs> smell like tuna salad. No. <laughs> oh my god, it's stinky. <laughs> Can you get me a wet cloth? Oh my god. <laughs> John's just looking like you just ruined my whole train. What were you gonna say there? I was gonna say when a man gets in a woman with a shower and he lifts her leg up and drapes her leg over the side of her hip. There's penetration. I mean, oh, I didn't see that part. That implied happened. penetration. Okay. We can assume, yeah, we can assume. Because that's how the parts go together, Melissa. Yeah, mm, I don't know. Robots in disguise. Yeah. Roll out. You got the touch. You got the power. Oh!
And then so I also at the at this point, m- mom gets home and she's looking around for Tommy and Trish. They're not there. Mm-hmm. She um she's wet from the rain. She's like toweling off, whatever. The power is out. She goes outside. The dog's gone. Only Everyone's in gone. her house, though. She go right. She goes outside looking around, and then suddenly she turns and sees Surprise something. Surprise face. Ooh! And then cuts. We yeah. don't know what happens. So I mom. guess her dying was cut out, and he basically bashed her against the side I of the. I guess so. we just assume mom's dead, right? Yeah. We it, almost, well, it almost seems like that was filmed. That was filmed after the fact to lead to something of her dying because they probably were intentionally going to use that alternate scene with her oh, in yeah. the tub. Yeah. And then when they didn't do that, they're like, well, then how did she die? Right. You know? Yeah, just, what the fuck right. happened it's to her? It's all assumptions here. I had to look it up anyway because I was like, what the fuck happened to this mom? Oh, she did. Yeah. And then, so, what well, Trish and Tommy get back to the house and mom's not there. So Trish is right. like, Tommy, I'm going to leave you by yourself. That is not what you would do. And I'm going to go out and look for mom. And she, because they think she's jogging. And, and she, she goes to the hitcher. She finds the tent, Rob's tent. And she's like, I'm going to sit in the tent. Why? And, um, oh, look, there's just a, a convenient scrapbook full of Jason Voorhees newspaper clippings. Right. That explain everything that's yeah, going yes. on. And then we see someone approach like a shadow. But he has a hair, So, you know, it's not Jason. Yeah. And it's, it's Rob. And Rob's really kind of pissed. Um, and he almost kills her, but yeah, he doesn't. Like, he's like, bitch, did you ruin my L.L. Bean tent? <laughs> I'm fucking gonna beat your ass. And then, you know, Jimmy and Tina, they're done fucking, and they're cuddling. But Jimmy's most important question is, was I a dead fuck? Yeah. But she, he was incredible, apparently. And he has to go in, he has to celebrate. Yeah. Stupid Teddy's it's invisible just, computer being wrong. I think that's a missed opportunity though, because you saw his dance movies. You saw how crazy they were. I want to see his sex moves. I want to see his hump moves. Yes. Like I want to see what kind of like yeah, like was mm-hmm. he doing the doggy style where like you're you're behind and you put like one Captain Morgan leg up like that <laughs> and one leg's on the floor. I want to know yeah. if his if his dancing rhythm is the same as his humping rhythm. Oh, no. oh, this is like erratic just like yeah. erratic humping. Like grand yeah. mal seizure. Right. Like in the vagina. I don't like that. And could it be good? I mean, it could be great because basically he's vi- predictable. He vibrates. Humping. No, you need like a rhythm. John, his you know? body was a vibrator. So just imagine <laughs> that. Like if, no. if you're just convulsing <laughs> to the point where like everything's vibrating, you're fucking making the inside of her pussy stimulate and her clip. All right, Jesse, next time you need to try that. I just know. Tell me how it works try, out. Try nice that. <laughs> 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 right. So Jimmy goes downstairs to find a bottle of wine and, um, Teddy is still watching the old porn, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Teddy is um, just giggling it up. He's like high as shit because every time they show yeah. him, he's like smoking a roach. He is. And all, he all, like, he's always smoking the end of his the joint. Teeth really bother me because I feel like they're, they look really long. Yeah. Okay. He's toothy. I don't know. You he's gotta, toothy. You gotta, he's long in the tooth. He's he's are are you saying he's got the Tom Petty? <laughs> a little bit of pet in He's him? a long bottle. <laughs> so, and then while um, Jimmy is screaming to Teddy yeah. about the corkscrew. <laughs> he conveniently has his hand planted on the counter. Yes. Which Jason then stabs through with the corkscrew mm-hmm. and then machete to the face. That's like all reverse. A lot of this, a lot no of the kills in this are reverse like filming. Yeah. So it was like started in his face and then pulled away. But I like it. it. It's such a cool, like quick cut. It looks awesome. It's good. The blood all draining his eyeballs. We placed it between his eyes because it seemed much more horrific. As you can see, that's m- much more difficult to watch than what we finally used in the in the film so there was a possibility to cut a version which of course um everyone would have objected to except a few of you uh, demented uh viewers but uh crispin really played it and it is pretty uh um 
ugly and convincing. And uh, and Tina comes back into the bedroom, and Timmy's gone. I mean, and Jimmy is gone. Timmy, Jimmy's gone. And Jimmy, she no. she's looking outside the window, and she looks out, and she sees it. So a, unexpected. Her sister's bike is still there. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. And she's like, right. let well, me stare through this window twenty times. Oh, this what's where's my sister? I like how Jason crawled up to that spot yeah. though, to how? wait for someone to yes, look at. <laughs> and he grabs her. I mean, listen, teleportation. We've I talked mean, about this. I mean, he was just, uh, you know, he he took a long investment into yeah, right? He's someone just happening upon yes. the one of 800 <laughs> windows in this yeah. cabin. Well, and then he right, he breaks through the window and he grabs her and boogers her I out the window. I fucking love oh this because... They even did like the, the, the B-roll of how they did that effect. And every time that woman is pulled through the fucking window, it is a 10. Oh, yeah. It looks crazy. Because like the first time you see it, it doesn't look like a real person. It, it looks, it looks like, like it's a, a fucking dummy, missile. But then you see, no, that's a real person. Yeah. That's not a dummy. And the and impact on the roof of the car. Right. Looks- when she lands on the car, it's I so good. I love when Joseph Zero is watching the, fo- the footage too because he's not like, uh, you could tell like he probably was an asshole because he's watching it, but he's not affected by how awesome it is and how, like, how much that probably hurt the actor. He's like, yeah, we didn't use that one. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't like the way she landed on that oh one. Oh, my so God. We didn't use that. And here she comes again. I didn't like the way her face was. We filmed her face. Her face was... We didn't use that one. <laughs> That's why you could see the, the car's dented in the final film, because I used, like, the sixth one. Oh, Jesus. Uh, and then, meanwhile... His fucking, like, his chin looks like a fucking grocery bag that someone filled with, like, way too much, like, like, like two liters of Pepsi. It's just hanging down. Like, it's just struggling all over the struggling. place. Struggling. Yeah. There's a lot of struggling in this movie. No, straggling. Straggling's when you drive oh, something. Straggling. Straggling's right. when something hangs. Oh, okay, okay. okay yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. There's, there's so the, the words are so close. Yeah, I mean, struggle, straggle. Um, so, meanwhile, Rob and Trish are still sitting in the tent, which means Tommy is still home by himself. Um, and Rob is telling her that Jason killed his sister and he's still alive and she's like not believing it. He's like, yeah, but the body's missing from the morgue. I'm what you would call a Jason Voorhees skeptic. Yeah. Okay. And then she finally is like, oh, holy shit, I need to get home because my brother's by himself. Right. So then meanwhile, Tommy is like, I don't, is he, he's in the garage and he's looking for something. I don't know what he's looking for. Yeah. Turning the power on. I have no idea. Um, and Teddy's still watching the fucking porn videos and smoking the joint. Yep. <laughs> and is this when Doug gets his fucking face squashed? Yeah, they, they, Doug and, yeah, he gets like, Sarah leaves the shower, he's singing a song, and someone comes in and reaches, Jason breaks through the glass so easily. He smushes his face against the tile. Yeah. And she doesn't hear it because she's blowing her, she bl- she's blow drying her hair that she doesn't actually ever blow dry. No. Yeah, he's, he's, he's <laughs> the weirdest like, part is when she puts the towel on in the shower right, when while it's, it's still running. running and I'm like, bitch, that, that's not normal. No, Get but, the fuck out. Dry yourself <laughs> oh, that's off. When that's when your suspension of disbelief ended? Yes. It is a weird thing to do. It is very weird. Is. I've never seen what that. What if like, maybe, you know, like, you know, that the water pressure wasn't coming out of that shower head too no. much and Doug was blocking you it all. You can't dry in a shower. It's not possible well, while the water's running, it's John. Really, it's dumb. It's really dumb. Come on. She was such a prude. She didn't want us to see anything. It was weird. And and Teddy, meanwhile, the video, he gets up and the video stops mm-hmm. suddenly, right? And then he turns towards the projector and it's bright. You want to give Teddy a kiss? Right. He can't mm-hmm. see it because the bright light's in his face. Just and staring then, like, oh, 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 what's going to happen here? And what happens? Jason slashes through the screen. Yep. Stabs him through the haze. Yes. And yep. kills him. And then Sarah comes downstairs. She's like, what the fuck's going on down here? Scriggity scrawl. And she gets a fucking axe to the chest. Yeah. After- right through the door. Well, uh, she I- saw her, her dude dead and yeah. freaks the fuck out. Somehow that towel stayed intact that and, whole time. But she time. was running, which was impressive. Yeah, but he axes her through the door. Yeah. 
It's funny. In the outtakes of that, they said the first time they were doing it, they were just throwing a couple crumbles of wood at her. So the friggin' like six outtakes look hilarious because it's just like someone's going like this with, like a, <laughs> with a bunch of like shitty dowels, like just throwing them at her. And then they, it's like fairy dust. And then he's like, finally, we decided to use like an air compressor. And then the one they use in the film looks like more dramatic and cool. It looks good. Yeah. yeah. So then Trish and Rob arrive back home with Tommy. And then they leave Tommy to explore the other house. They leave him again. As you do. Yeah. Again. Oh my god. And this is when Tommy gets all the deets though about Jason from the newspaper clippings. Yeah, right. He's like, he- oh, let me do a little bit of research. <laughs> and they go, they go around the house and then they go, they end up in the basement and Rob gets wrenched to death. Um, and he doesn't even basically put He's up a fight. He's killing me! Run! He's killing run! me! Trish, run! He's a Trish, fuck- run! But Rob's like a big ass dude. He could have put up a fight. He doesn't even try. No, he just gets his ass handed to him. It's so dumb. But Trish like leaves but then second guesses and wants to go back down. Right. He goes back no, down. Oh my god. She goes back down. There's nothing. There's nothing down there. So she tries to go up the steps, and, and he, Jason Jason's like, her. Jason's like, I wasn't gonna just wait down here. I wanted to go under the steps after <laughs> I killed them to hide. <laughs> this makes no fucking sense. And, and punch and punch and grab her foot. She just, oh my god, she knows he's fucking down there. Yeah. Why would you go down She's there? She's like, maybe Rob survived. I do yeah. love like though she runs upstairs and like everywhere she turns, there's like a dead body. No, like Crispin Glover is in the doorway. Oh, cool. Yeah, the he, first door, there's just a dead bitch laying in front of it. She will not but go. She won't go. She, she throws a fucking chair through a window. A kitchen window and yeah. she jumps Why? through the window. I know. It doesn't make it. Oh I like how she's God. just basically, this scene is her just ping-ponging back and forth between the houses. Yeah. Uh, like and what, before that, the dog jumped through the window. Which, yeah, is, also, yes. which is also coincidentally how you play the Friday the 13th video yeah. game. You just ping-pong back and forth between cabins. <laughs> Jason chases you. I just pray to God you can <laughs> figure it out. And you shut the door and be like, Jason, you're a dumb bitch! My shut God. the door, shut the door. From looking out a window. <laughs> <laughs> You're basically reenacting Trish in yes. this movie. <laughs> You're like, oh, I hit the button too hard. I just forbooked myself out glass. It hurt. So she, yeah, she gets back to her house. Tommy lets her in. She, oh my God. She, she tells him to get a hammer and nails so she can hammer the door shut. And starts blocking windows. And Jason, I'm like, no. No. no Jason bitch. is a zombie, but he's not a zombie. So right. that, that, that shit don't work. But no. I like how Jason's like, I'm going to follow her, but first I got to rip his, his door. Oh I mean, my his god! Body from the doorway. Yeah, he was in the Jesus Christ pose. And, and, yes. and again, you know, physical barriers really don't work. The best is okay when Jason throws Rob's body through yes. the fucking window, oh, and awesome. he has that spike oh perfectly in the god. side of his head. It is so good. Um, and then, like Tommy is just standing there, and Jason jumps through the window and grabs him. Oh my god! So, so he's the Felds, the Felds in like the behind the scenes shit said they had that whole scene. Like, timed timed up beep like boop 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 yeah, boop like, my beep and he wasn't expecting he was expecting Jason to come to the window not come in back from him and grab him so right. like he's like that was like a genuine and like when he was screaming reaction. he said that, yeah he was it was real and he does look like he's shit in his pants yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck that dude's big man that dude but is really big I love how like Trish just like starts hitting him with the hammer like mm-hmm. 50 times in the head and then, and then gets the neck flips it around and hits him with like the little the claw. Spike, the, the claw the claw part in his neck and uh Tommy then he goes, oh yeah, through the front door. Oh yeah, here comes Kool-Aid, here comes Kool-Aid, I'm gonna save the day. Brand soft drink mix. Oh yeah! Tommy gets and away throws and throws the hammer at her. You know what I always think about with these scenes is like, how much of a pain in the ass would it be when you had to do multiple takes of yeah. that and it's just everything just in the door. D- disintegrating, you know? Right. I mean, that was Bosswood. It's definitely Balsa Wood. <laughs> well, I mean, that entire house had wood paneling to the nines. Yeah. They run upstairs to Tommy's bedroom and kind of barricade the door halfway with the bookshelf. Yes. But it doesn't mean shit because fucking Jason just pushes through and she smashes the TV on his head. Right. 
And then uh, was it TV or his computer? It was a screen. Oh, it, was it, was kind of uh, it, was, it was probably like his the same computer monitor yeah. using to play Zach. And electrocute his face. Yeah. And then they think he's dead, so she's gonna try to like oh, so squeeze all by squeeze all by him. That's, no, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Oh, yes. not, she, she's no. not leaving a snail trail by. No, him. no, no, exactly. <laughs> and uh, squeeze means some kind of fluid was released. Of course, Jason sits up and tries to axe her. Yes, but she gets past him, right? So yeah. he just hits and the then wall. he can't decide who to kill first. Right? Do I go for Tommy? Do I go for Trish? He's like, I'm so torn. That's a weird scene when he is doing that. I wish they just would have just. I, I don't like it. I don't like that yeah. Jason's thinking about. What, I think they yeah. should just had him just go after somebody. It's just so strange. Mean, it's almost like the scene in fucking Halloween when he puts on the mask and he closes the trunk, and I'm like, he's not supposed to do that. He can't close trunks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Jason follows Trish, um, and she runs back to the house. Why next would door you run back to that house and runs up the stairs? But oh she's kind my of God. And she sallies it. Her only option, yeah, is to forbug out the window. That's a cool jump scene, yeah. too. I really do like that because it does look really natural with her, like, kind of forbugging out the window. It probably happens. And her underwear is, like, showing. Oh, my God. Dude, and... you, you get a dirty panty shot because I paused that shit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I mean, how long did you pause it for? As long as it took. Yeah. <laughs> About Two five minutes. hours yeah. later. And like, so she lands on the ground and like is kind of out of is it. Is she pretending and to be dead? To I think like she's throw just dazed as fuck. Yeah, she's like because she does slowly kind of get up after mm-hmm. a few minutes. And Tommy's um, like, I gotta shave my head. It would have been right. so much better if Jason had also thrown himself through there and yeah. just smashed her. Just it is laid kinda, on her and smashed it, her. It is kind of curious that he would be like, and I'm gonna take the stairs, yeah. make sure I hit every well, also, step, so you don't trip, and but, make sure but it's such a small house too. It's like, dude, you could have been outside like way faster than it yeah. took her to even recover from that fall right. it's just it's silly because she at this point she had told tommy to run so she gets up and she heads back home actually sat in the movie theater on opening day and heard a fan after jason's hand was split by this machete a fan sitting in front of me said now jason's mad as if all the other things that happened to him really didn't impress him. Meanwhile, Tommy has found this clipping no. of Jason. Tom- Tommy's been doing cliche Barbasol. Right. Like, it's a sketch of Jason with like a partially shaved head. And yes. he's like, I'm going to recreate this. And he shaves his head with like a few sparse. Dude, and his sister's yes. pissed because she's like, what are you doing? You're putting it in your special effects portfolio. Now's not the time. <laughs> But the way he's shaving, bro, dude, you're gonna have no. freaking burn, you're gonna have burn marks on yeah. that. He's like scraping, scraping, oh, he scraping, scraping, yeah. scraping. So, and then, you can you imagine how hard it would be to shave that set of hair no. with a bic? No. There would just no. be knots of hair clotted you in would, that fucking razor. You would be going, you would be, you would be doing multiple takes on one side. Yes. You'd be going, ow, ow. Uh, it would be the ow, fucking absolute ow. worst shit. Yes, it's horrible. And he doesn't like. And first of all, when it takes it takes me like twenty minutes to shave a bald head. He would be up there for like two days. Oh my god! Yeah. Trying, so to, trying to bick that with a fucking shitty blue bick. So yeah, Trish makes her way back to the house, and Jason follows her. She kind of like pauses in the doorway, and he's yeah. right behind her, and like swings the machete into the doorway, and um, and then he, they're kind of wrestling around. He pins her to the ground, and just then Tommy comes down with this freshly shaved oh head. Oh my god! And he's like, "Remember me, Jason? Jason, don't you remember?" And Jason's like, "Ugh, what?" And he like turns towards him. And he's I'm kind just of a child walking inside. towards him. <laughs> and just as he's reaching out to touch Tommy, um, Trish comes up behind him with the machete and like whacks him as he's turning, and the, his mm-hmm. mask for book is off. 
and we get a full glimpse of his face. And you're like, oh, he's really he's down. He's really downtarted. Yeah, John, those, he's burnt. He, he, he is burnt. He's yeah, burnt. he's burnt. He looks he's like burnt. a pig. He's got like that pig. <laughs> you have like a porky yeah. pig face. He's got a face only a Pamela Voorhees could love. <laughs> yeah. He's porky pig in it. But she fucking drops the machete in this. Mm, Why? Why does must. she drop the machete? I don't know, but, but Zito said that take took like 200 takes for the mask to fall oh, just right. Oh my God. Why? Uh, Tommy picks up the machete. And when Jason, like, turns to attack Trish, um, Tommy attacks him. Reverse action of the machete in Jason's head. Yeah, uh, there always is way more blood than we could uh, possibly use, but there are a few of you out there that uh, think otherwise. The puppet is really manipulated by lots of people, make it... uh, uh, bleed, manipulate the uh, uh, the, the tongue, uh, uh, facial movement. There you are. And this gets even more hideous because it really separates uh, from the... Uh, yeah, it's the skull totally separates. We could have cut a version that would have been believable. Of course, when you see it in the long form like this, it's not believable. But we could have cut a version using just a few frames of that that would have been believable, but way too hideous for most uh, most audience. Die, 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 die. Also, let's talk about how like sickly Tommy looks at this point. Doesn't he have like huge bags under his yeah. eyes? And, He's like, got like black I mean, makeup. It was on his there. makeup. Yeah, it looks great. Um, and we think, and then it goes to white, and we think, oh, is this really the final chapter? Is Jason dead? Maybe. It then cuts to the hospital where Trish is in a bed, but her real like issue is like she's concerned about her brother what's gonna have like yeah. what's going on with tommy yes and the doctor's like oh you know like it's fine because people in traumatic events sometimes behave like this he's fine but he's totally fine at the same time okay. like jason's a fucking murderer i would have no problem if somebody like saved me from getting killed by him and then decided to desiccate his body i, I have mean, no problem I, with that I, mean, I guess her issue though is that he's like 10 I don't care. Like, it's fine. He but makes fucking but I mean, mess. But I also he have to makes say that he's not getting any counseling. He's just free to roam <laughs> right, around I mean, the hospital. Yeah. That's the issue is like, then suddenly like, the doctors leave and Tommy, no social workers. Tommy's standing in the doorway and he's just like, I'm fine. I'm well, muggles. I mean, we come hug you. We've seen child's play. What this basically results in is electroshock therapy for Tommy. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, he yeah, hugs her. He runs over and hugs Trish and, uh, suddenly looks up at the camera. Umbogus! And I guess he's taking over as Jason, but not really. But no, but this isn't the final chapter. Okay. Like we thought. Z- Zito said he left that in there just in case they wanted to do something right. different but with it. But he was convinced that this was it because they were like, yeah. kill yeah. him off. Yeah, right? he, yeah, they didn't want to deal with it anymore because oh they said because they said it wasn't making them Friday the 13th wasn't making the money like it used to. Yeah. But, so. but they, I mean, but hey, Jason X, But guys, it made a ton so. of money. And also, thank well, God they brought Feldman uh, back for part. Exactly, five. is why they went against their word and started making them again. Right. It's like yeah. you know, cause, every cause, like, time. At the end of the day, it's like a, if for like a movie studio, it's a cheap investment for, a, yeah. for like a decent turnaround. You know, Jessup, let's start with you. I will go first. What do, what do you think? Um, I lo- this is my favorite one. I love it. Um, it's my favorite looking Jason next to Part Seven. It's my favorite movie of the Friday Thirteenth next to Part Three. I like the characterization in this. It reminds me a lot of Part 3, um, much like the Shelley character. I really like Corey Feldman and the Crispin Glover in this. I like how they're in this movie, and you get to have like actual actors in it for once who can you know, bring something to the roles. I like how they're super, super, super um, goofy throughout. Uh, the special effects are awesome. I appreciate you know what Tom Savini did, even though some of his stuff was cut short and not kept as graphic as it probably could have been. It doesn't bother me. Um, I like that the kills are inventive enough, and I like that Zito did 
you know, things a little differently with this, kept that mindful, like added a kid in there, added a dog in there, even though it doesn't really mean anything for the story itself. Just different elements that make it a fresher movie overall. Mm -hmm. um, I like the scene when the dude gets killed in the shower as it's not a chick, you know. Uh, he provides the boobies as are always required for the slasher movies yep, for me. Yep. Uh, boobies um, and kills. And, he, and, he, and the pacing of this movie is good too where it's not like, there's not a dramatic buildup that's unnecessary. You get the kill, you get your first kill I think like 12 or 15 minutes into the movie and it just keeps going from there, you know doesn't waste any time to get started yeah. um i don't ask for the world from slashers and this was probably like one of the movies that kind of like hit it perfectly perfectly for me but again i do like part three better because the bikers are just amazing and i like and there's so many better lines uh, in general in um in part three but this is a close second uh as far as like friday the 13th movies go it would be like a 10 but as far as all the rest of the movies go and you know i saw this a lot on television growing up uh it's probably it's like an eight for me um, so I'll go next. Uh, I, I do. I, I really do enjoy this movie. Oh, I'm going to start to cut um, off, but, but I, I wanted to say real quick, I love the fucking artwork for this one. The mask with the fucking in the pool of blood. It's one of my favorite like uh, covers for, for any of the Friday 13th movies. Um, I, I love Crispin Glover. I think he is such like an eccentric person. And I feel like that's like his personality in life. And it comes across in the characters yeah, that much. he portrays in movies. Um, and I, I saw so like I feel like he adds this like goofiness that like I appreciate. Um, I love Corey Feldman. I think he's a fucking weirdo now as an adult, but like child Corey Feldman was in so many goddamn good movies that I love. Mm -hmm. That's what happens so, to a lot of child actors, though, yeah. unfortunately. You know, yeah. I, I, like... I just love I love him in this movie. He seems like a real kid, um, and I do like that they didn't just do like a bunch of teenagers getting murdered. They did this whole other like the, the whole family. So it's like mm -hmm. a little bit of a different story. And apparently, and like, it's not at the campsite. Right. As it usually is. Boy yeah, Feldman's different. parents were apparently big assholes and he got emancipated very early yeah. because of them. And uh, I feel like that's the problem with a lot of these child actors. Yeah. And that's the reason they get so fucked up. It's not that they're just child actors, it's that they have their parents or just they're they're so skewed on like what should be the focus of the kid, you know, while they're young and it just gets fucked up, you know. Yeah. And it, 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 it does it does show on them years later because man, you know. You can't always. Uh, I, I can't name really any like child actors that were able to like you know maintain a working relationship in Hollywood that was like you know steady throughout their career. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of them just act as children and then like they're done. Yeah, some of them do come back as an adults and you're like, okay, like they're kind of normal managed, people who manage. I to, mean, like, Tobey Maguire. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, they're almost like athletes in a certain DeCats. sense. Like once they've you know outlived their usefulness yeah. and they're kind of discarded, and like then they have to try and find a way to re like invent right, themselves. Right, yeah. 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 And yeah. I feel like if Corey did like manage to go through to his like twenties and stuff like that, I feel like what ruined him was the drugs and shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel oh, yeah, like yeah. he could have probably kept going because he did have this specific role yeah. in like movies that he was filling. Like even up until I think the Burbs was probably like the last one he did that was like, you know, worthwhile before he started hitting the drugs pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I guess it's like I wanna say it's like an eight. Because I do really enjoy this movie, um, compared to like horror movies in general that we watch. So, yeah, an eight for me. <laughs> Melissa? Um, I don't know. I feel like... You said you didn't like it at the outset. We have done a lot of Friday the 13th, so I think that compared to Jason Takes Manhattan... Oh, yeah. This is a 10. <laughs> like, compared to that movie, like, definitely. Um, I don't know. It just feels too familiar to me. Like, even though the killers or the kills are, like 
a little bit better. Like, there are some great special effects. Like, I'm so used to these Friday the 13th at this point that, like, I'm just immune. Like, Crispin, amazing. But for me, this movie, like, in general, is probably, like, a six for me. But I would say, like, of the Friday the 13th that I'm aware of, it's probably... It's probably like an eight for me. I do yeah. really like Jason Goes to Hell for some reason. I love that one. I don't <laughs> know why. It's probably just because you watched it a lot as a kid. Yeah, I mean, that's like, what it is. Like, I, I love that one. Like, I like in the in the terms of, like, the the order, the chronological order of these movies, it's cool when you think about this movie because, like, you know, you had the first one, with, which obviously was his mom. You had the second one when he was wearing the, like, the potato sack over his head. You have the third one where he found the mask, and you did kind of see his face a little bit at the end. And then you had when he's, like, screaming in the window. And then you have this one, which kind of built off that and did kind of keep him, you know, you do see Jason in part two when he gets his uh, potato sack off and he kind of looks like a wild man. He's got like long ginger mm-hmm. hair and like a ginger beard. And he kind of looks like sloth a little bit. And then they kind of make him like go bald in the third one when he and then they just keep the baldness in this one. I do like, though, I think like the guy that plays Jason in this one is one of my favorite actors because I feel like he doesn't do any kind of like stupid bullshit where like. I really just like how they start doing the fucking slow walk. I feel like Jason actually moves in this one where he's not moving like fast, but he's not moving like very, very slow. Like it's just, right. he's, he's like I, more natural. I, yeah. yeah. I think that's a credit to the way they do the kill scenes where they happen so fast. It kind of gives him that like fatal, like that very quick, deadly velocity to all of his kills where like it's done and over with and he's moved on. And, uh, you know, that's the, you know, with, when they do the, like, the staying power with some of the other shots where, like, they hold it for too long and you kind of, like, sees him. This, I feel like until the very end when you actually see him with the mask off and stuff like that, it, it, that's how it translates. But, uh, yeah. I dig the cat and mouse, too, that in the movie. Because I don't feel like they do that a lot in the other Friday the 13th movies where, like, Jason will be chasing somebody through, like, a small area. I feel like in the other ones, like, he'll pretty much be chasing someone and then he'll just appear in front of them right. and kill them immediately, yeah. you know? But I do appreciate the cat and mouse. You know, I, I, out of the ones that we've covered, I like this one the most, mainly because I feel like it's the least formulaic of the Friday films, where it doesn't feel like an immediate studio cash grab, where they actually took the time to flesh out the characters and have the eccentricities of the characters there, and then the Jarvis family juxtaposed to the teenagers who are just hornia and dealing with their personal drama and stuff like that. So I. I, I'm thinking I'm on board with you guys with with giving it an eight. It's just it's got the nudity, it's got the kills, it's got some really cool shots that are iconic. And they, yeah, they show. I feel like they do showcase Jason awesomeness. Like where I feel like that's where like part six kind of failed. Where like they did have great cinematography, they did have great actors, they did have great locations in part six, but they kind of failed with the whole Jason thing. Like show, showing them, they only showed him in kind of the beginning when he's being resurrected with electricity and then the kills in that movie are just fucking terrible like yeah. it, it's not even like you know it's not even that they're not gory it's just like that they're just not well thought out and fun kills well, that's what, like they're also overdoing the we're gonna shoot Jason with a gun this time mm-hmm. and how many times is this not gonna work and you're not surprised by it yeah. and uh, you know and five like you know I, if you remember the episode of five I would just had a problem with like introduce this character that's meaningless yeah. and kill them off in two seconds introduce yeah. you need a tighter cast you need the people you need time to let those people breathe yeah. and it's not even jason spoiler yeah <laughs> I, I, shut up i love Roy. i love him <laughs> and, and that's not even my bone to pick with that movie that's that's fine if you want to do that like out of field left twist but when you're like trying to like fulfill a studio requirement of killing people and introducing new person yeah every 2.5 microseconds plus fucking these goddamn chimichangas <laughs> the best um, so the IMDb rating is a 6 out of 10. 
Mm. And Rotten Tomatoes is 25%. Damn. <laughs> That's fucking harsh. Oh, uh, yeah, it is really harsh. Okay, the next movie is a Patreon pick by Possess Goods. Brian, thank you. From the director who brought you The Fog, Christine, starring Donald Pleasance. Ooh. I feel like Donald Pleasance has been one of the most reoccurring characters in, in all any of our movies. movies? Yes, 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 I do. I do think so. And Victor Wong, Before Man Walked the Earth, It Slept for Centuries. It's the Prince of Darkness what? from 1987. Starring a cameo appearance by Steph's favorite person, Alice Cooper. In the most sacred place, in the darkest of night, the most evil force man has ever known is awakening. I've got a message for you. From John Carpenter. No one out there can help us. Director of Halloween. <laughs> comes Prince of Darkness. He is here. Prince of Darkness. Rated R. Now playing at theaters everywhere. Next, I'm going to announce our new patrons. And I want to start off by saying thank you so much. We've had a bunch of new patrons. We've had also a bunch of existing patrons who have increased their levels. And thank you, Queen Cujo, Ian Fraser, Dick, I'm sorry, Dirk, <laughs> Dick. Dirk, Dirk Giggler, because I want to say Dirk Diggler, and then Dick is in my head, and oh, then yeah, penises, Dick, Dick's you know. He's got a big yeah. I mean, I mean, Yeah, Dick's in your head. Yeah. And Dennis, thank you so much. So until next episode, say you love Satan. Die. Die. Because of the end of civilization, the Clamp Cable Network now leaves the air. We hope you have enjoyed our programming. But more importantly, we hope you have enjoyed life. <laughs>